Oh, that's great. But you know who's not feeling so good today? Who? Mr. Magoo. Oh, no, sad. Poor Mr. Magoo. What makes you feel better when you're sick? Medicine! I heard medicine. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Medicine. Now, can anyone tell me what this is? That's right. Pills make us feel so much better when we're sick. My mommy says pills can hurt you. Oh, not if you follow the prescribed FDA regulations. What's FDA? Oh, good question, Sally. FDA stands for Food and Drug Administration. Who knows how a pill gets approved by the FDA? There are three steps to the FDA approval process. The first step, the scientist has to invent a pill that makes people better. The second step, the scientist needs to test the pill on lots and lots of people. And the third step, if the pill works, the scientist sends the test results to the FDA for approval. Why can't the FDA do the testing? The FDA doesn't have the money <laughs> or the resources to do the testing. Couldn't the scientists just lie about the test results? Now, Jimmy, why would a scientist lie about test results? To make lots of money. Okay, but that's why we have the FDA to stop scientists from lying. What if the scientists promise the FDA some of the money? Like a bribe? Yeah! 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 FDA would never accept a bribe. <laughs> How do you know? You know what? Uh, I think Mr. Magoo is feeling better. Oh, I hear him purring. Oh, I feel good. The pill made me feel all better. Is Mr. Magoo addicted to pills now? What's addicted me? My dad says my mom is addicted to quailies. Okay. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboats live stream. Those of you watching will notice I'm a little bit in the dark because I forgot to turn this light on. Hold on. All right. Pardon me. That's a little better. Uh, okay. Welcome to the show tonight. We are going to cover some serious ground, as has been the case with the last several episodes here. Um, this week, I looked through the Died Suddenly threads, and um, I, I was pretty shocked by what I found. So I've assembled, uh, I've been taking screenshots of all of these Died Suddenly deaths that have been reported on Twitter, and sort of cataloging them. Most of them that we're going to go through tonight, like 80%, are just from last week. Okay. Now we've also heard from Todd Callender. He's pointing out there's an 88% increase right now in the uh, death rate. And of course he works in insurance has been looking at the DMED data and so forth. And he's the one that has predicted that it's going to 500%. So I thought that we were maybe at two or three X. 
No, we're at 0.88x, at least for what the insurance companies expect this to go to. And it's going to go to 5x from here. Here is 0.88. We're not even at 1x yet. And I think when you see just how much death and destruction uh, these vaccines are doing around the world, uh, you're going to, it's going to change your perspective on what we're going through, what we're about to go through, how significant this is going to be, and how it's going to impact most people's lives on this planet. So, uh, why don't we jump in here? And I'm having some technical difficulties. I'll explain maybe later, but uh, <laughs> have to bear with me. Okay, I want to start with this news report. Now, this is pretty good. Mainstream media, uh, they are finally, uh, I guess, being forced to report this because these studies are coming out and the, the authors of these studies are getting more and more brave as time goes on to, and I think they're also getting some guidance on, Hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. And, and so forth. And so that's slowly changing the narrative from hundred percent safe and effective to maybe we've got some problems here, but watch what they do with it. Getting COVID more than once could mean you're more likely to have serious long-term health problems. Let me explain. A study out of the Clinical Epidemiology Center found that people are more likely to develop heart problems, strokes, diabetes, blood clots, fatigue, digestive and kidney disorders, as well as issues with the brain after getting COVID a second time. A second time. Whoa. Imagine that, and I didn't mean to go forward. Let me see if I can, oh no. Okay, so they're going through and pointing out all of these various things, which are all caused by the spike protein. We've gone through the pathology on this show, right? Except what they're saying is, well, it's long COVID because they, they're using every excuse under the sun that they can have their journalists come up with to dismiss these deaths as perfectly normal when they're anything but, okay? But they're not ready to come out and say it's the vaccines causing it. They're saying it's COVID. And the truth is, it's both, right? There are people who are catching COVID, uh, who are not vaccinated and having problems. You know, like I'm one of those. I've been going through that over the last couple weeks from the first time I likely got it or was exposed to it and I'm not vaccinated, but I'm having lots, a series of different symptoms right now. This ear over here is starting to kind of clog up a little bit and I've been doing niacin flushes to keep it from, you know, it, it hasn't gotten clogged, but all these things here, this whole long COVID thing is real. And it's because the spike is sort of the pathogenic element causing most of these issues. Okay. However, with the vaccine wrapped in the lipid nanocomplex, that chemical was developed to deliver drugs to the brain. And it goes to all the major organs as well. And wrapped inside of it is this mRNA that has your cells start producing this pathogenic spike with GP120 HIV inserts and all sorts of other nastiness things that look like they've been genetically inserted into this virus 
into this spike protein specifically, which the drug companies all happily printed up as soon as it was delivered from China. And then your cells express it, your body sees it, and comes and kills your cells and forms these amyloids that become fibrils, the vax noodles in, in, the, in the veins of the vaccinated and also some of the unvaccinated. What's the difference between the two? It's a matter of degree. You are exposed to orders of magnitude more spike being vaccinated. And what the data shows, again, from New South Wales, some others that we're going to look at tonight, is that the risk is uh, it correlates with the dose. The more shots you get, more likely you are to have a problem. It's, it's this almost linear increase with exposure. So the vaccinated, you know, the unvaccinated are in, a lot of us are in the same boat with them developing all of these problems right here. The difference is they're much further down the river than we are, right? And going at a much faster rate because they've induced their body to pump out trillions and trillions of these from their own cells, which are then getting killed and turned into this, these uh, spike noodles. Okay. They're not ready to talk about any of that yet. Like that's no, this is maybe some COVID complications. Ah, crap. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have my normal software that I drive. So everything's (laughs) because when I upgraded the power supply, cause problems that one won't even load now so i had to do this all from powerpoint which is pain in the ass and now i'm trying to find my place okay bear with me apologies guys all right and kidney disorders as well as issues with the brain after getting COVID a second time the study looked at health records of over 5.6 million people and the research showed that those who got COVID two or more times were twice as likely to die sooner and three times as likely to be hospitalized within six months of having the virus and that's long co- damn it why did it do that again that's long COVID. um that they are describing right there. For 5.6 million, we show that those who got COVID two are twice as likely to die sooner and three times as likely to be hospitalized within six months of having the virus. This risk was increased whether people had vaccinations or not. It also increased each time the... Now, I want to see their definition. I haven't looked at this study yet. I want to see their definition of vaccinated. (sighs) And... You know, they could be playing with the numbers there, as we know they often do. Oh, come on. This is going to drive me bananas tonight. Getting cold three times is likely to be hospitalizations or not. It also increased each time the person was reinfected with COVID. Even experts who are not part of this study say it's compelling because it shows that the many people who thought that getting COVID a second time wasn't a big deal may have been wrong. Typically, our body remembers how to recognize and fight off viruses like the flu. They still make us sick, but we develop some level of immunity that keeps us from getting seriously ill. But this study shows that because COVID keeps mutating, it makes it harder for our bodies to build up that immunity. And why is it constantly mutating? Because the vaccinated are driving new variants to escape the immune pressure that's inserted upon it by this non-sterilizing vaccine, meaning it doesn't kill the virus. It just kind of grabs onto it and 
supposedly keeps it from causing infection, but that doesn't work. And now it's evolved around that, that um, pressure. And that's what, why people are continually getting sick. And because this thing is a bioweapon developed by the U.S. government and delivered for manufacturing in China, that's why they're so strict over there on all these lockdowns. Every time you're exposed to it, it's doing damage to your body, to your systems. You degrade a little bit with each further infection. So the longer they drive these vaccines and try and push them out, go get your booster, go get your booster. We're, we're changing the formula of the booster. That's the next step. Remember what Gert told us? Like months ago, the absolute worst thing you can do is start updating and get in this arms race with the spike protein. Terrible idea. It's going to make the situation far worse. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly where they're going to take this. Okay, so where are we? I want to read you this one right here. I like it. My mom and my sister's family are only ones at their church in Ohio of 90 plus people who didn't get the uh, shot, let's say. In the last few months, they've had seven die, 20 have new bad neurological issues, 20 plus, 12 have new onset fast growing cancers so far. So out of 90 plus, okay, they've got uh, 12 plus seven plus 20, 30, almost 40 people, almost half the population having serious, serious problems. At our tiny church in Oklahoma, my family uh, were the only ones who didn't get the jab. Half of those who did now have serious neurological issues. Remember what the uh, ER physician that was up in Ontario, that I think was down in Mexico, what he said about the doctors when he visited visited them recently, that they were all developing little ticks. They were not looking so, so good, and they were developing ticks. We're going to see more of that happening. Of course, what's the official dumb telling us? Oh, well, the heat wave. Vaccines could be the way to battle the climate crisis here. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Getting your vaccine for the new Centurion strain could help battle climate change, says National Agent. Quote, betting climate change, uh, beating climate change can only be done once we all get our vaccines. Insider claims that hot 40 degree temperatures could cause blood clots this summer amongst the general public. Well, yeah. So let's get everybody to inject themselves with something that's going to cause their bodies to pump out spike proteins, which trigger clotting, which trigger cell death, which create fibrils, which grow into strands in their blood veins and reduce blood flow. Which is why we're seeing people drop dead left and right. And here they are trying to make it worse. Let me be clear, guys. So I posted on Twitter uh, in, a, in a tweet 
that a friend of mine took the vaccine after his job came after him for it. Uh, he didn't want to take it. Uh, I went to church with this guy and all this stuff. He was a close friend of mine when I was younger. But at 39 years old, within two weeks of taking the vaccine, homeboy was dead on his bed. Okay, they just found him dead. Now, a lot of you guys are like, hey, post an article. Well, guess what? A lot of this stuff isn't being covered in articles. I can't do that. Um, this way of being dismissive in this situation is very similar to what they were like during the Holocaust. Uh, uh, if you're wondering what side you would be on during. Well, uh, we're in a Holocaust right now. The Holocaust was not a singular event called the Holocaust. It is a word with a definition that implies force or coercion is being used to force people to their deaths. And that's what's happening with these job mandates and so forth. They've just swapped the gas chambers for soft kill injectables. Make no mistake, sir, this is a Holocaust. We're in one right now. It's happening right now. The people are just starting to die. That time, just look at the side that you're on right now. There are people who are being injured, who are, being, who are dying from this thing, who can't have a voice. Obviously, if you're dead, you can't have a voice. But if you're injured, you can't have a voice because people are so dismissive, so unwilling to hear this because they themselves were vaccinated or whatever. I'm just telling you guys, you can keep being dismissive and keep getting boosted. Eventually, you're going to want to be heard if you keep going in this direction. A lot of people started off against uh, the anti-vaxxers, which, by the way, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm anti-this-vax because of the trash it's doing to the world. Um, but I'm just telling you right now, you can keep being in denial. And then maybe one day you will want a voice and won't have that voice when you realize how, ma how much people are being gaslighted. That's right. For sharing what they're going through with this vaccine and their experience. So that's what I have to say to you guys. Excellent point, you know, and what he's, what did he start with? Don't forget his friend died. Didn't make the newspaper. All the ones we're going to go through tonight did because they're somewhat noteworthy. They happened out in public. It wasn't just some guy found dead at home. This is what we're about to go through is only scratching the surface. Of course, Facebook, what are they doing? They killed the tag. They censored the tag. Died suddenly. They're keeping our community safe. Posts with died suddenly are temporarily hidden here. Some content in these posts goes against our community guidelines. And of course, we know they're working with the CDC to do to engage in censorship to cover for their crimes. Facebook also illegally donated $15 million in free advertising to push these vaccines on the people. They also spent, I think it was $15 million to rig the elections with their ballot drop boxes. They are absolutely criminals and some of them probably need to swing from the gallows for what they've done. And we know who some of them are as well because their emails are in those FOIA documents that we talked about last week. And you can find the woman's profile on Facebook if you like. Meanwhile, the UN is declaring war on dangerous conspiracy theories. 
the world is not secretly manipulated by global elites, they would like you to know. Definitely not. <laughs> There's no evidence of that. Certainly not all the social media companies colluding to, with the government to censor the voices of the pharmaceutical cartels or uh, people criticizing the pharmaceutical cartels. No, that's not happening, is it? <laughs> it's, all, it's all a conspiracy. And of course, Alex Jones, also part of this. That's exactly what they're doing to him. They're trying to set precedent there to silence him and uh, eliminate his voice. Now, he kind of screwed up, you know, it was years ago, but whatever. He gets things wrong. I pointed that out. He fell for the Borla clips, said that they viewed the transcript, and obviously they didn't because that's not what was said. And then he repeated it several times. So, like, uh, you know, he brings some of this on himself. He should know better at this point, as many years as he is into his career. But certainly, there is a global agenda at play with the whole 2030. You've got the Netherlands trying to shut down farms, while Canada, everywhere they've got these global puppets, Canada's reducing fertilizer, and on and on. And yeah, my connection's getting hammered again, so it is what it is. It is happening, folks. And what does the data show? Well, here's a chart. These are total deaths. You can see 2020, 2021, and 2022. It's been steadily increasing by, what was it? 81.50 to 88.50 to 92.60. And the excess deaths, you had 35 excess deaths in 2020, 731 in 2021. And so far this year, 1,141. And we're, we've got months to go, folks. What do you think's happening? Is this normal? We're in like six plus sigma events all over the place, left and right. These don't happen without something being at cause. And what's at cause is the spike protein. Be it from COVID, be it from the vaccine, it doesn't matter. Here's, uh, this is from England, and it's showing there's each little three uh, bars is a block. Okay, let me make that full screen so you guys could see there. You've got uh, 2020 in blue, 2021 in yellow, and 2022, the current year, in red. And you can see some of these um, diseases, that's what they're showing, like uh, other respiratory diseases, dementia and Alzheimer's, which kind of surprised me, are actually below average, below the baseline a little bit. But then as we move over into acute respiratory infections, those are way up this year. They were way down last year. Cancer, that's way up this year. They were way down the last two years. Uh, chronic lower respiratory diseases, those are way up when they were down the previous two years. We're seeing a steady increase in um, cirrhosis and other liver diseases. We've got a huge spike this year in cardiovascular diseases, an even bigger spike in diseases of the urinary system, heart failure, ischemic heart diseases, 
diabetes has been kind of steady and other respiratory diseases is off the chart, 3,500 excess deaths. Whereas the, the previous highs were, to, there's two at about 2,000 for heart failure and ischemic uh, heart diseases. So the deaths are there, clear as day, what's happening. And here's Dr. Cole to talk about it as well. And you, the cells don't lie. The blood patterns don't lie. The dead people don't lie. And the deposition of the spike protein in tissues doesn't lie. So you can attack me. You don't, you don't have to like me. Uh, I've, I've lost some of my largest clients because they're like, oh, you're too controversial. I'm like, controversial? I'm a pathologist. My, I don't create a disease. I don't prevent a disease. I am the reporter at the scene of the accident. I report the disease. I am observing patterns. We have definitely seen an uptick of many patterns that are unusual. Pathologists are the quality control of medicine. Attack me all you want. But that's your own insecurity and the fact that you can't come forth with data to counter what I am saying. And I'm not the only one seeing this. Oncologists everywhere I travel now in the country and the world, been in France, been in England recently, pathologists, other physicians, oncologists, radiation oncologists, radiologists, they're seeing it. I was on a big Zoom call with a large group in New York yesterday. This one gal was talking to uh, the gal doing her mammogram and she said, are you seeing an uptick in breast cancers? And she said, are you kidding me? We're seeing tons of 20 and 30 year olds coming in with breast cancer and about 99% of people in their population are jabbed. And so a radiologist here just across the state calls me and says, I just saw two high grade breast cancers in 31 year, uh, two 31 year old women four weeks after their booster. And chair of oncology at a large hospital in Florida just a month ago said, hey, doc, thanks for speaking out. I usually see a, a, an aggressive brain cancer in a young patient about every decade or so. I've seen five in the last month after the boosters. And so left and right, wherever I go, the medical community is starting to speak up and confirm what I'm seeing. In England, uh, a week and a half ago, same thing. A uh, doc came up to me, a doctor from Ireland, doctor from England, a nurse who's been in medicine for 30 years. They're like, hey, we're seeing it and it's in young patients and it's aggressive and we have patients that have been cancer free for three, four, five years. All their scans are clear, they get that booster and now they have stage four disease again. It is happening. I don't want it to be happening. But it's happening. And it's going to continue and it's going to get worse. And it's going to have a profound, lasting impact on our society, on our way of life, on how easy it is to get goods and services. The old paradigm is dying. And the new one, we're not going to like as much. Guarantee you that. It's going to suck for a while. Here's Grouchy. He has a stark warning for you. Get those COVID vaccines and boosters now or you're going to get into trouble. <laughs> like, I mean, are there really still people on the fence like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't sure up until now. But now here two years into it, looking at everything that we see happening, I guess you're right, Fauci. <laughs> I guess you're right. I'll go ahead and get the two shots and then uh, four boosters until I catch up. No telling how many boosters you'll be at to up to at that point. 
makes makes great. Oh, and it won't keep keep me from getting sick or catching COVID or being hospitalized or dying. Great plan. This is uh, hospitals, general print practitioners and ambulances are busy all over the country. I believe this was in the Netherlands. Um, in addition to staff shortages due to a sharp rise in demand, we started calling uh, more often. And you can see their ambulance calls are up 63%. And it's, get you know, the trend is it is increasing. They're getting busier and busier at the same time that their own people are getting sick developing neurological tics and dying suddenly. And this system is just one example of many that is going to completely collapse and like cease to function in any form, shape or fashion or manner that it does today. And we have to prepare for that. And we have to, you know, recognize that reality when it's here as it develops because it's happening right now. Okay. And those of you that know how to use cryptocurrency and dark nets, if you've ever visited one, you would know that you can order pretty much any medication or, uh, you know, pain numbing, whatever you might need to do some basic first aid. If it's anything more serious, chances are the person's just going to die because there's not going to be this hospital network to save people. So we're going, you know, backwards in time in a lot of ways here for a while. And we need to be ready for that reality. Okay. This is Dr. Peter McCullough. I want you to hear what he had to say at the CPAC Texas event here. Doctors were among the first to take the vaccines, even before nursing home patients. And so by that method, every doctor in America just about was indoctrinated into taking one of these vaccines. Then they learned about the risks later on. And I think it created a psychology among the doctors to say, listen, I took the risk. You're my patient. You should take the risk, too. And that type of disordered thinking now is among doctors. In a recent confidential survey done by Texas A&M, 10% of doctors did not think the vaccines are safe and effective. But fewer than 1% of doctors have the courage to speak out and give their patients a fair analysis. I think uh, Peter makes some great points. We have doctors that are, have drank the Kool-Aid. And they don't want to admit or acknowledge that they drank the Kool-Aid. And in fact, we're going to see one of those doctors, the way he talks and thinks about the unvaccinated later in the show, dentist actually, real great guy, as you'll see, as he stands outside in his gloves and mask, <laughs> no shoes. <laughs> oh, these people. Of course, speaking of the experts, here they are, right? Remember these guys? These are the Canadian doctors that have died suddenly. You got Candace, the pediatrician that was looking forward to jabbing kids 
She was the triathlete that died while she was swimming in a triathlon. You've got Malusman there who also died while swimming. Of course, don't forget down there uh, in the bottom bottom left or center left, uh, Hinman or Han- Hanum, sorry. He was the triathlete that died while he was out running. And you've got the three in the middle there, Sawicki, McKenzie, and Siegel. Two of those died of cancer that developed six months after they got the first shots. And three of them, one, the guy right here, he died of an undisclosed illness that came on suddenly. All of these guys developed illnesses that came on suddenly, and then they died one, two, three days in a row. After following the same mandated booster schedule at the hospital that they worked at. And then you've got two more here. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, There's a woman in her 40s that died in her sleep. That's probably Vax Noodles. You've got Christopher P. Cole, who died unexpectedly. Oh, yeah, yeah, these are all Canadian doctors, but different providences now. And, of course, we've got also these five. (laughs) 54 died unexpectedly. 58 died unexpectedly of a heart complication 56 died after a brief illness probably autoimmune disease uh dr diala 48 died in his sleep four days post third jab and then you got this guy down here at the bottom lutched metal died he's a cardiologist right he's the brightest one of the bunch obviously he was the one on social media bad mouthing the unvaccinated talking about what idiots they are i forget what kind of but he was he was especially nasty to them and well he died too that was a while back so those are all doctors eight there five there 13 total in the past few months that have died not normal these are the experts so that you're supposed to be trusting and following The experts that if you present vaccine injuries to them will tell you you're either stressed or crazy because my tests don't show anything, because I'm not willing to consider the poison that I injected into myself first and then you next is at cause here. The biggest thing that I I see is why doctors have not been willing to speak out is because of what's wrong with medicine. We've created such a bureaucracy uh, in the practice of medicine that it has run doctors into the arms of large corporations. And these doctors are working for the corporations. They're not working for their patients, and they're afraid to speak out. So, Dr. Malone, with all the with all the research I've done, I, I don't trust anybody anymore. It's it's a sad thing. I, I trust my fiance. That's about it. Um, okay, sorry, I'm fixing some things behind the scenes here. I'm pretty frustrated with doctors this week. Um, you know, McCullough just recently stopped doing childhood vaccines at his clinic. Like he's decided finally 
I, I'm done. We're done. And like, you know, these doctors are supposed to be practicing science, right? Evidence-based medicine. And yet, here we are, like what, 40, 60 years into the childhood vaccines? How many of them have seen a study of vaccinated and unvaccinated? I mean, isn't science about having a control group? And the answer to that is zero because it hasn't been done. And yet here we have all these diseases starting showing up in greater and greater numbers. Autism, what's autism up to these days? We've got all of these adjuvants in these things causing major problems. But it's fine for them because they get to bring the cash register and they enjoy a special immunity anytime they hurt somebody, their products hurt somebody. And now what he's referencing there is, well, some of these doctors work for the hospitals and they just have to do what the hospital says, which is centralization and corporate corporatization of medicine. Have the doctors fucked up uh, over the last two years with COVID? Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent destroyed all their credibility, but you know what? Look back 50 years. They let the government come in and put in, a food pyramid that's absolute bullshit that's led to obesity rates going off the fucking charts, all these preservatives and crap in our food supply, spray poison on our crops. It's, by the way, most of you are pissing glyphosate, cancer-causing agent. Cancer rates just way off the charts from where they were 50 years ago. I mean, is anyone paying attention? These doctors have dropped the ball a long time ago. They abandoned science a long time ago. And they chose to cash in on the high-paying job, drive around in their nice new Mercedes, enjoy their million-dollar house. And, well, oops, it led to global genocide. So sorry, guys. So sorry. If we just get the right people, that'll probably fix it, I'm sure. Here's some data out of San Francisco. Whoops. Uh, Right there, you've got cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. And then uh, those are your three columns. And then you are, sorry, rows. And then you've got... Uh, vaccination status broken out. So they've got not fully vaccinated for cases, hospitalizations, and death. It's 33, 34% range, right? You move over to uh, fully vaccinated and it's 22, 25, 26% for cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. You move over to the fully boosted category and it's 44, 43, and 41% for cases, hospitalizations, and death. So you add 44 and 22, 66% of the cases, which is a total of 104,000, are vaccinated individuals. So it's not doing really, and it's only a third in the unvaccinated. 
hospitalizations, you've got 43 plus 25, 68. 68% of the hospitalizations, 2,417, are in the vaccinated population. And deaths, you've got 41 plus 26, 67% of the deaths are in the fully vaccinated population. Oh, but the cohorts, oh, but the cohorts. Yeah, guys, we have this data showing that it's dependent on dose, that risk increases with each dose. These things are poison. They're killing people. They're driving new variants, which are pushing out new lesions of disease, spike protein-carrying disease, that destroy and ravage our bodies. It's time to stop this immediately. All right. Because this is what's happening. This was a, a day-old baby, had a cardiac arrest. Mother was vaccinated, no doubt. And pronounced dead. And the news story is, well, the firefighters got the wrong address and they didn't get there soon enough. Not, why is a day-old infant having a heart attack? Also had this one. Now you talk about, I've talked about, you know, we've got this 70, what was it, 76, 77% miscarriage rate that came from the Australian doctor. And I said, well, the the babies that make it through that gauntlet of death, they're not out of the woods. And this is exactly what I mean. Fully jabbed mom horrified after baby's arm amputated due to blood clots suffered in the womb. A toddler who survived blood clots in his brain and left arm in the womb had to have his arm amputated shortly after being born, leaving his fully jabbed mother horrified at the ordeal. How many stories have we seen of babies that miscarry because of blood clots that formed, you know, in the umbilical cord, in the baby, in the space between, I forget what it was, but it was maybe the, the sack, don't ask me, but there's been several, several examples of blood clots being at cause for some of these miscarriages, and here's one that survived, and I wouldn't give this baby very high odds of seeing its 10th birthday, which will absolutely destroy their relationship. Be one of the hardest things they'll ever have to live through. And this kind of thing is going to happen again and again and again and again and again. And it didn't have to. None of this had to happen. Boy, five-year-old in Egypt, he collapsed after drinking water on a 40C day. It was hot, and well, he drank cold water. Somehow that reduced his blood flow, and he died from the cold water and not the vax noodles in his veins that the coroners, the medical examiners are not talking about. They've never seen them before. No idea what they are. I mean, we know. But they're not raising any alarms about it. They're not speaking out about it. They're just just doing their job, just like the doctors. 
they like their fat government paycheck too. And the pension that comes with it, that doesn't exist in the private market anymore. Only governments can afford that. Well, I mean, they can't. Only governments will steal to provide that. Mystery as friends of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announce shocking death of their son. He just dropped dead. I think he was uh, nine years old, I believe it was. Yeah, their nine-year-old son after he was found dead, according to the family. They're baffled. No idea what could be causing that. Of course, speaking of mom, here's a young Scott's mom who died suddenly. Hailed as a ray of sunshine who was always smiling. She's got two beautiful kids. Speaking of babies, here's at the Seneca Park Zoo. They announced the death of their baby giraffe, Massey, Masai, sorry, uh, giraffe calf born earlier this month, earlier last month in July. Didn't even survive a month old and it dropped dead. course what do you know back in october of last year the giraffes the lions the tigers the snow leopards and the otters have been fully vaccinated they're going for the lynx and the baboons and some others after that of course here at the brookfield zoo back in september nine months after the first life-saving shot started going into humans Veterans, veterinarians at the Brookfield Zoo started administering coronavirus vaccine doses last weekend to gorillas, sloths, and other animals considered to be high risk. Well, Houston Zoo, same thing. Animals vaccinated against COVID-19. Well, the Vlas Hospital, their gorilla, he died. Cardiac arrest. I don't know what in the world is happening. Uh, Cardiac arrest. Yeah. Bear with me. The chat just died. So I want to make sure we're still up and good here. It's not liking something. (laughs) And okay. I think we're all right. So this gorilla It's sick from an acute illness. The veterinarian is performing a procedure and it goes into cardiac arrest. (laughs) That has spike damage written all over it. Now this gorilla was old 40, uh, was 40th birthday. No, he was 42. I think they normally live to 36. They live a little longer in captivity, but even 42 is old. But of course he's not the only one. We've also got, uh, Shasta, this is Houston, where they also vaccinated all the animals. He passed away. He is a cougar. Passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. No idea what happened there. Of course, at the Chester Zoo, an investigation underway into the sudden death of their jaguar. And uh, the red panda, the very rare red panda, just got a little rarer at Ittrick. Utrecht Zoo, it died. Hold on, I've got to mute this or it's going to drive me crazy. Um, Bear with me, or maybe I just turn it down. There we go. Okay, that's better. 
And here's a school. This was in Columbia. An 11-year-old was out and just suddenly dropped dead. That's perfectly normal. This was splendor in the grass. This was in New South Wales where everybody's vaccinated, right, because they turned it into a, an authoritarian hellhole. And they had this outbreak of, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Mengeal conchoclea or something. And well, two people tested positive for it. And one of them has died. Splendor in the grass. New South Wales has been notified of two cases of Mengeal conchoclea disease in people who attended the festival. One man, one of the cases was a man in his 40s from Sydney who died with uh, meningococcal disease in his 40s. Now, what is it? It's a bacteria that basically creates sepsis, poisons your body, and makes you sick, and you can die from it very quickly. So, oh, great. It just logged me out <laughs> of chat. All right, I'm getting back in there. Um, and we're seeing this more and more. Now, I don't know what the pathology is for bacteria and like what might be causing that. If, if there's a sciencey person in the audience that knows this and can fill me in with a study or something, I'd love to read it. Uh, but I think this is probably very likely a result of a suppressed immune system, unable to fight bacteria. And now we're seeing outbreaks of this along with everything else, all the things that Dr. Cole's uh, described all of that stuff is happening speaking of which let me go to here thousands of jabbed teenage girls are developing ticks doctors are baffled dr baffled has no idea what's going on thousands of fully jabbed teenage girls in australia are being struck down by a mystery neurological illness which experts uh with experts hinting that the condition may be covid related now what are they going to blame it on the vaccine or the virus what do you think the tourette syndrome like disorder is seeing teenagers suffering from uncontrollable tics just like the doctors in ontario it's so weird isn't it which include outbursts twitching pops noises swearing kicking hitting it's like they're losing the ability to control their body, kind of almost becoming aggressive zombies in a way. Doctors are also witnessing the epidemic sweeping across the globe where previously healthy young women are suddenly and mysteriously coming down with violent physical and verbal impulses shortly after getting jabbed. Hmm, we've got a couple examples of that. I think we're going to go into next here. Medical authorities, they're baffled. Dr. Baffled has no idea what's going on here. One possible explanation is anxiety and stress, isolation coupled with an obsession for apps like TikTok. Makes perfect sense. I mean, we don't even need to look at the vaccine with explanations like that, do we? Oh, these people swing from the gallows, folks. Italian tragedy, his 12-year-old boy dies suddenly, unexpectedly. Now, he was in the pool swimming, uh, felt sick, got out, threw up, and dropped dead. Here's a 14-year-old boy. Uh, 
he the young 14 year old identified as uh oh sorry let me meant to press that one right there identified uh with a cardiac uh issue while he was participating in sports at least that's my best translation of that <laughs> pretty close uh, TF627 on Twitter says, a kid at my son's school died last year. He was 16. His mother just announced on his Instagram account, autopsy results came back, that he died from an arrhythmia, an abnormal heartbeat in his sleep. I was sickened to the core to read that. We all know died suddenly, S-A-D-S, which, by the way, perfectly normal SIDS, right? It's something that's just been happening for a long, long time. And it's certainly not linked to the vaccines. Snoops is here to set the record straight. No, vaccines aren't linked to sudden adult death syndrome. Candace Owens, she, she's the one to blame for this, published a Facebook post which she misleadingly linked vaccines to a phenomenon which young people suddenly die. In a follow-up comment, Owens falsely stated that the phenomenon is new and a mystery illness. In other news, this is one of her quotes, in other news, have you uh, read about how young adults are dying suddenly and it's a complete mystery to doctors as to why that's happening? Why, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> if you read Owen's anti-vaccine comments and saw the Daily Mail's headline, you might assume that the Daily Mail story contained reportage linking vaccines and the sudden deaths of young people. No, no, I don't think that's what it says. Have you read about the headlines dying suddenly? Complete mystery to doctors. Yeah, it doesn't mention the vaccines at all there, actually. It does not. The story does not link back to the vaccines. Therefore, this is all false. The Daily Mail story makes no mention of vaccines. It is instead about a phenomenon often called sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, SADS, sometimes referred to as sudden adult death syndrome. Neither, uh, that is neither new, nor is it necessarily mysterious. Oh, really? Is that why, what is it, Ontario? The leading cause of death right now is unknown. That's not mysterious, Snoops. Young people do, on rare occasions, die. Well, it's now the leading cause in a big city in Canada. So I guess it's not rare anymore. Why is that? Why is it so much higher now all of a sudden? Why are people dying in greater numbers? Why are deaths up 88% among working 18 to 64? Young people do on rare occasions die suddenly with no obvious explanation. And the underlying cause is often a heart condition that causes a fatal onset of cardiac arrhythmias. See, perfectly normal. We've, got a, we've had this syndrome for a long time. Nothing to see here. There is no evidence supporting the claim that vaccines heighten the risk for SADS. <laughs> it's a genetic condition. Present at birth, people. Despite her protestations, some of Owen's followers seem to infer a different message. Quote, a mystery for doctors. Maybe, but not a mystery for vaccine manufacturer. The poison is doing its job, wrote one. Yes, it is. As we stated above, SADS is not new. It's been documented by researchers for decades. Debunked. Get out of here. <laughs> they literally have no shame. 
No shame at all, folks. Meanwhile, in Italy, a 16-year-old, this is a Chinese student living in Italy, has died while doing what? Swimming in a pool two days after suffering a sudden medical emergency. I wonder why. What could have happened to her? Gee, I had no idea. 17-year-old high school student, Brandon High football player, dies during practice. That's perfectly normal. I mean, this happens, but it's very rare. Teenager dies suddenly after taking unwell at a property in Inverness. He's another 17-year-old. By the way, all this week, minus, you know, maybe 10, 20% of these, but even those are within the last month. Okay. And these are not ones that I've covered previously. There's more than this. And this is just a scratch of the surface, folks. Glendale family member remembers football player who unexpectedly passed away in his sleep. Another teenager. 19-year-old male. This is uh, Maga Foxy Roxy. 19-year-old male, healthy. Mother is a nurse. Told me she went to wake her son for work and he was dead in his bed. So incredibly tragic. And yes, yes, he was vaccinated. So what she's implying there. He loved everyone. Former Minerva athlete Garrison Markins remembered for a big smile. 20 years old, full cardiac arrest, life-ending heart attack. Another 20-year-old died playing soccer way too young. This is a 22-year-old student who passed his final exams and then had a cardiac arrest and died. Here's Reed McMaster of Toronto Fadeaways. He's a guitar player and a, a musician. He's died at the age of 23. It's all perfectly normal, though, folks. I mean, these this happens every now and then. It's rare. Y'all are just pulling all of these rare events together and trying to connect dots where none exist. There's nothing to connect here, folks. Nothing at cause. These six and nine year billion and one odds of not something not being at cause. Well, this is definitely the one in a billion. <laughs> What's happening now? Definitely. Surrey hockey player Farm Dishwali passed away in New York. Let me see if I can read the age on that one. No, I can't. But young guy. 23-year-old tourist from London suffers sudden medical emergency while bathing on a small island in Italy. Tippery Hurler, Dylan, he's a cricket player. He's passed away, 24 years old. There's another 24-year-old, just a beautiful boy who should still be here. Mother heartbroken after her son dies suddenly of a heart attack. Looks like he's a rugby player. Imagine that. Here's a college. They have an eight-year student that died suddenly last night after school. Here's a perfect young mom and an unborn baby, 17 weeks pregnant. She's 25. They both died suddenly after she had a seizure. Another 25-year-old, Dean's List nursing student, mom and business owner, Dies one day after her 25th birthday. 
Tributes paid to Buddy, an outgoing man who died in, um, let me make that bigger, tenor life the day before his 30th birthday. Here's another 30-year-old that was discovered on a hike, just slumped over on the ground. He's dead, cardiac. Here's a sheriff's deputy that um, Farm Girl Rebel knows, personally has met him. He was found dead in his patrol, patrol car. I believe he was 30, maybe 31. 30, yeah. Here's a uh, TV actor, well-known TV actor, Sam Gannon. He was visiting the U.S. and he dropped dead. Died suddenly on Tuesday. Don't know what the circumstances are. He's 31 years old. Here's a New Hampshire man, uh, Jacob Anthony, 31. He's got two beautiful kids sitting there on his lap. And he died suddenly. And there's a fund, GoFundMe that he tried to raise 5000 They got ten for the mom to kind of get her, get her feet back on the ground and have some runway, some padding while she rearranges her life. Oh. Here's another one. This is one of these doctors that's showing his mask and he works at the hospital and stay the fuck home. Hashtag stay the fuck home. You dirty, unwashed, unvaxxed scum. And well, yeah, he's dead. There's a singer. I believe this guy was in Italy. He dropped dead. Here's a 33-year-old man that had a toothache and, well, resulted in his death. <laughs> Perfectly normal. I mean, it's rare, but guys, it just sometimes it happens. And it's just, this is one of those one in a billion weeks where all this is happening all at once. But there's certainly nothing at cause. Here's a famous model. Healthy looking guy. Dropped dead. Here's a 30, uh, I believe she was 31, 34 year old woman. This is her boyfriend posting poisoned by Big Pharma 10 months ago. Adverse reactions my girl has had. Swelling of the face. Tremors. Flattening. Uh, fluttering. Racing heart. Seizures. Drug induced hepatitis fainting, pericarditis, liver damage, leukemia, lymphoma, bleeding, bruising, 34 years old, no health care, no options. She's just waiting to die. Here's Brooke Jackson reminding us all, it's been one year, 10 months, 14 days since I reported fraud in Pfizer's clinical trial to the FDA. Note how she's Got the spaces in there to avoid the censorship. Smart girl. Months before any approval was granted, still no investigation. The product was not safe or effective in 2020, and it is doing more harm today than I think anyone could have ever imagined. 100% correct, Brooke. Here's a 35-year-old uh, former footballer. Died suddenly. There's a 35-year-old salesman, and I think he looks like he's a cyclist, dies at work, medical emergency. Here's a 36-year-old footballer, died suddenly. Here's a 37-year-old man, 
looks healthy and fit in his suit there. He was at a wedding on the 4th, and he dropped dead. Here's a grieving mom wants to prevent anyone facing the same heartbreak she has after her partner's sudden death. What's the solution? Well, she wants to get people cardiac exams, get their heart checked out for irregularities because her husband had one. And, you know, it's this rare thing that just happens to some people. But, but if you know you have it, it can be fixed. They have no idea. So many of them still have no idea what's been done to them, to their loved ones, to their friends and family. And they are going to be fucking pissed off, rightly pissed off. I meant to ask the Aussies for a term (laughs) to use for that. 39-year-old died swimming on the beach in uh, Italy. What did we cover a couple weeks back? 11 people dying on the beaches in Italy in one day or having heart attacks, many of them dying in one day. Here's another footballer, rugby star, Ricky Bibby, died after having a heart attack while assaulting his girlfriend. Piece of shit was beating up his girlfriend, sent her to the hospital, had a stroke and died in the middle of it. And of course, you know, the thing, there's lots of women that love to go after these footballers and, oh, it's going to be great. He's got lots of money, this and that. Well, yeah. And it also comes with brain damage that causes them to be more aggressive. And a lot of them end up physically abusing their partners because of that brain damage. So know what you're signing up for. Same thing is true in police families. They are much higher rates of spousal abuse among police. Former Apaches player, Coach Jay Collins, dies at 41 years old. Tributes paid to much-loved rugby coach who died at age 42 following a short illness. Here's a county kitchen co-owner, John Nero, dead at age 43. This was on July 29th. Seemed in good health when he began feeling ill on Monday. His condition quickly worsened and he died so unexpected. 43-year-old, this is former former Crystal Palace uh, footballer, midfielder Andreas Rubens, played 117 times for his country in Latvia, died suddenly at the age of 43. Pennsylvania restaurant owner Mike Harrier, cause of death, died at 44 local hibachi restaurant owner. Here's a Italian 44 year old watchmaker. And from his outfit bike, this is who I was thinking of the bike rider died on the first woman who almost died from an orgasm. 45 year olds or aorta started leaking during climax with her husband. I can understand how that happens. Very possible. And doctors say sex was to blame. Yeah. Not heart damage from the vaccine. Certainly not. It was sex. Shock is popular. Ben Bendorum entertainer Paul McFarlane dies during an asthma attack. Here's another one that was, let's get vaccinated. 
And a few months later, that was in August of last year, now almost a year later, Carrie Livermore, Trinity professor and black history scholar, dies at 46. There's a woman who was behind, uh, I don't know, she's chasing a rat. You can see her going down this long row of things. There's a rat running. That's what the little arrow is pointing at. And she swats it with a broom. And then other guy takes the broom. She leans against the wall. And down she goes. And she's gone. Robertson County Detention Officer dies suddenly. Shock as popular U.S. school athletics coach Derek Nisich dies suddenly at age 49. That was on the 4th. Tributes paid after sudden death of a Lincolnshire firefighter who died off duty. Probably Vax Noodles. That was on the 2nd. Samuel Scully uh, McRoy. He's uh, fully vaccinated. He collapsed at home. There's his Facebook post pointing that out. Collapsed at home and hit his head, sadly, did not make it. Rest in peace. Tribute to bubbly, outgoing, lively St. Ames' mom who died suddenly at just age 50. Died of a suspected heart attack, of course. Here's a popular Lincoln nightclub manager, dies suddenly at age 52. Tars, uh, Lars Tate, among UGA football top all-time rushers, dies. He was a heck of a player. Tate was diagnosed with stage 3 throat cancer about a month ago. What do we see in the vaccinated that are catching COVID? Really, really sore throat, like they talk about razor blades. And, of course, what do we know about the immune system and down-regulating toll-like receptors 3 and 4? Shuts off cancer. Got the P53 gene being downregulated, creates cancer. You've got toll-like receptor 7 and 8 being shut down, downregulated, shuts off the response to viruses. You've got the body reducing innate immunity to pump out spike antibodies, leaving the people more susceptible to catching COVID. But, you know, go out and get your shot. Be like this doctor, Frank DeWire. He's a dedicated and valued member of our team. That's how Carlo and Killer, Killer, Kilkenny, uh, co-workers of the late Dr. Frank O'Dwyer, will remember him. Died suddenly. Star forward of the 80s, uh, like Indian um, TV show, or I guess football club. Died suddenly. He was, I believe, 50, something like that. You've got Kim Wiley, South Philadelphia community activist and social media influencer, has died at 59. Cardiac arrest in her home. Here's someone, uh, love a second baseman. My mother-in-law was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia on 518 and died 720. Very healthy. I can't help but, dis- but think it was from the jab. Cancer, stroke, etc. will continue to rise because of this poison. Here's a search and rescue guy, 
Uh, longtime Durango search and rescuer dies of heart complications. He's 50, I think he's 60. So he's getting up there, but again, yeah, he's 60. Lee Lloyd. There's another one, died unexpectedly from a heart attack. This is Alan Joseph Moore. Now, he was uh, he was 68 or something, so uh, yeah, it could be natural causes. Who knows? Here's a bodybuilder star. Jerry Ward dies suddenly after looking good in final video just a few hours before. Bodybuilder tragically died suddenly hours after looking good in his final video. And, well, folks... The payback is coming. This is a bodybuilder, kind of well-known personality. He's uh, His brother is uh, an Olympian. One of my patrons sent me that a bunch of details on this. And his life's kind of like been going downhill lately. And, uh, well, he's pulled over this car. And uh, he's not very happy about what's going on. He just headbutted the mirror. <laughs> He's banging. This is being filmed by the wife from inside the car. He hit the window with a boomerang. Of course, this is happening in Australia. So <laughs> perfect. He pulled that out of his trunk, went and smashed the car window with it. It breaks. He goes and picks it up after he slapped the mirror around a couple times. You catching this? Yeah. Here's the old man. He's banging on the mirror now, and he just broke it. And now he grabs the glass and rips it off and throws it. You piece of shit. He's punching the window. Fucking idiots. All this time, he thought that this was a road rage incident. And right then, he just realized, oh, shit. This is one of my victims that I've killed his loved one. And he's trying to take revenge. I guarantee you that guy just had the shit scared out of him. You can see it come over him. What? Fucking idiot. What idiot? You fucking both got the fucking vaccine and it's lost your life. Leave me alone. Yeah, he's scared. You catching this? Yeah. Road rage so bad these days, honey. Punches the window. Fucking idiot. What idiot? You fucking idiots got the vaccine, didn't bother you? You fucking both got the fucking vaccine and it's lost your life. Leave me alone. Now, that was posted to one of the Australian mainstream media news sites. And as far as I know, I couldn't find it on their feed anymore. They took it down. Why do you think they don't want people seeing that? I'll give you one guess. Speaking of some of the doctors, here's one in Canada, I believe. 
You know what? It, I don't want anything inserted inside of my son's body. They could have done a, a, a rapid test and you refuse. And you quote SHA being the reason. This is a dad confronting a dentist outside in the parking lot where they have, you know, socialist medicine. And this doctor, this dentist is refusing to, to treat his son because he wouldn't do the PCR, the invasive swab in his son. He agreed to do the, you know, a, a rapid test where you just spit on it, but don't have to have something shoved in your nose where it can do damage. SHA's policies do not require, yeah. do not require PCR tests. I just tests. don't agree with anything you guys said. No, you come out here calling us names, calling yeah, us no, losers. Yeah. You because, got in my face because, and called me a coward. Yeah, That's exactly. pretty funny, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah it is. Yeah, exactly. You are cowards, according to this guy. Son, well, you denied all, my... You're all stupid zeros. You denied my son medical You're all stupid zeros. You denied my son medical treatment. I'm a stupid you're, you're zero. You're those shoes calling me a zero. You're a zero. Holy fuck. You're Listen, all you guys listen to me. You, you denied a six-year-old. You're a zero. You denied a six. You're a zero. You're not a human being. I don't have any problem persecuting you because I'm in the twenty percent of the mass formation that has dehumanized people like you. Because that's easier than admitting what I've done to myself and what is plainly evident all around me. And I am pretending not to know. And that is that these shots were deadly, toxic, poisonous bioweapons that are going to kill a significant portion of humanity. No, oh, an aerosol generating procedure. Can you answer Do you question? know it? Can you answer Do you question? know? He's asking if you know an aerosol generating procedure, which is why, you know, he wants that specific test. Of course, he's wearing a mask against an airborne virus, aerosolized virus. The mask doesn't work to stop the spread. Ex-wife who's double vaccinated and boosted daughter caught COVID this week and then she got it two days later and she's not doing very well with it. She's wearing her mask. You know, she's, she was one of the ones spraying down packages, Amazon packages <laughs> with alcohol once they're in, bringing them inside in a mask and gloves and everything else. Speaking of people like losing their mind, are they going crazy? What's happening? Some of you may have seen the footage in L.A. where that car comes barreling into an intersection where traffic's going across, had the green light, and she plows into two cars, sends two of them off into a, a sign at a gas station, and all of the, the cars that she hits immediately burst into flames, killed six people, injured eight more. She was driving 100, over 100 miles an hour down a urban street, you know, like a four lane, uh, road downtown somewhere, you know, in a city and killed six people. Why? Well, she was on her phone with her boyfriend, very upset. Who is it? Oh, it's this lady, Nicole Linton. Turns out she's an ICU nurse at where? Oh, of all places, Houston Methodist. 
The same Houston Methodist that fired all the unvaccinated, forced everyone to get vaccinated, stripped Mary Tally Bowden of her hospital privileges, made nasty comments about her on social media, and on and on, have been filing these complaints with the medical board. Are these people losing their freaking minds? Like they're unable to govern their emotions. They're becoming hyper-aggressive. Have you seen how many stabbings and beatings are going on out there these days? And it's senseless. Of course, I think this was the next day you had Anne Hetchy. I don't know who she is, some actress or something. She's in critical condition following a fiery car crash. Well, two actually. She ran into one, ran into a car or something, and then fled the scene and crashed into a house. The house set goes catches on fire, and she sits in her car for 30 minutes while it burns. Are these people losing their mind? We know the lipid nanoparticle delivers the spike to the brain. We know it can be broken down into amyloids. Causes all kinds of inflammation and problems up there. Interferes with the signaling and everything else. Causes neuro uh, neuropathy. Is that what we're seeing here? Entirely possible. So this is a warning for residents in Ontario. If you haven't seen the news, the healthcare system is in trouble. Today, three healthcare unions held a press conference and they had a dire warning. They say that more emergency departments are going to be closing in the coming days if action isn't taken now. Last weekend, more than 25 hospitals had to scale back operations because of staffing shortages. Oh, you mean like because y'all fired thousands of unvaccinated workers that refused your experimental medical treatment that's making all of your staff that you do have a large portion of them sick. Whoops, almost hit the wrong button. And currently, there are more than 20,000 unfilled hospital positions in the province. So these three unions... Do tell us what needs to be done. ...that represent more than 120,000 healthcare workers in the province are urging, urging the Ford government to implement a five-point plan that they've come up with. Okay. It includes Point supporting one. the existing workforce by reducing workloads and offering full-time employment, increasing wages to attract... Oh, crap. What happened there? So, give them more money. Healthcare unions held a press conference. They say that more emergency departments are going to be closed if action isn't taken now. Last weekend, more than 25 hospitals had to scale back operations because of staffing shortages. And that's happening around the world. Right? Not just where they have the socialized medicine, which, by the way, that dentist, if you don't like it, well, tough. He's the government assigned dentist. Isn't socialized medicine great? Where the government gets to dictate medical policy and hoops that you have to jump through? Who wouldn't want that? And currently, there are more than 20,000 unfilled hospital positions in the province. So these three unions. Why is it that there's so many unfilled positions? Do people just not want to work? Or are they leaving in droves because they can't deal with the lies anymore? 
They can't deal with the deception. They're fed up with watching people die as they're forced to gaslight them to appease their corporate masters. Could that be why they're leaving? That represent more than 120,000 healthcare workers in the province are urging, urging the Ford government to implement a five-point plan that they've come up with. It includes supporting the existing workforce by reducing workloads and off. So less hours. Mother ever. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you just got to put up with some of this today, tonight. Urging, urging the Ford government by reducing workloads and offering full-time employment. Reducing workload, give us full time with benefits, so more money. Increasing wages. To more money. To attract and retain staff. Putting in place financial incentives to discourage retirements. and in More money. Enhance hiring. And they also want to expand post-secondary spaces for health disciplines and offer financial incentives to study and work in Ontario. And more money. Gee, it's like um, the healthcare system is not being bribed enough to put up with what they're being asked to do. Maybe we should change what they're being asked to do. No. These people. A spokesperson for the health minister says some of these changes are already underway. They say they've launched the largest healthcare recruitment campaign in the province's history. They also None of this is going to work. It's all going to fall apart. And fail. Say they've directed the College of Nurses and College of Physicians and Surgeons to report back in two weeks on a plan to register new healthcare staff. Oh. But the unions don't think this is enough. They think more needs to be done. They're going to register healthcare staff. That's it. We just we're not doing a good enough job of registering them. That's the problem, obviously. And immediately, otherwise, our hospitals are going to have to continue closing units. Sorry, it's socialized medicine, and well. If we don't have the people, we're just going to maybe let some of y'all die in the ambulances going to the other ones that have enough people left to run them rather than admit that we made a mistake and try and do something about it and actually come up with a real plan that might save some lives, that might keep some hospitals open. God, these people. There is some good news, though. This is a multi-million dollar settlement in the COVID mandate wake-up call. Healthcare workers were um, fired for not getting the COVID shots and have won a major victory. Now, as I understand it, they all fired, uh, filed for religious exemptions. Those were denied by their work, and they sued based on that denial of the religious exemption, and they got a historic $10 million settlement. Uh, in the nation's first of its kind nationwide or sorry, class-wide lawsuit, 500 current and former healthcare workers who were unlawfully, uh, fired. So 500 divided by 10 million. I wonder what that is. Let's just figure that out. Right. I want to see what kind of deal they're actually getting here. 10 million divided by 500, $20,000. Of course, that's before the lawyers take their cut, which is, I think, like half. So they're going to get 10 grand a piece. Historic. 
There is no sudden adult death syndrome. There is no infant death syndrome. This is all the same thing. There is no heart attack suddenly being caused by climate change when the climate really hasn't changed significantly over the course of human history. And there is no heart attack suddenly being caused by an uptick in eating pork that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as heart attack suddenly being caused by cold showers or hot showers. All the things that they're trying to blame sudden heart attacks on, this huge increase in deaths that we're seeing, this sudden adult death syndrome, which isn't a thing, all of it is actually one thing. And it's adverse reactions to certain injections that people have been getting experimentally for a few years. And it's quite obvious when you start to uncover it. So when all the right. haters show up to tell you you're wrong, just remember that critical thinking is yours. You own it. You can do it. That's right. Which, by the way, debunked a funk. Some of you will know him on Twitter. Apparently, he's agreeing to debate me. So we might have a little debate between him and myself in a week or two. Should be rather interesting. If you haven't seen him, he, he's got a YouTube channel. He makes videos. He works in the uh, pharmaceutical industry. And um, he says he'll debate me. Now, his strategy is basically to say, well, you're, you're interpreting it wrong. You're not accounting for this. I've sat there and watched him tell people who have you know been doing studies and working in immunology in this field, they're virologists, they're, they're um, epidemiologists, pathologists, telling them they don't know what they're talking about because, you know, he's recently out of grad school and he knows better. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of banging or head, my head against the wall, but if I can think of a way to sort of productively have a debate and really show, put that on display, then I think we'll do it. Be fun. So look forward to that, maybe. Meanwhile, monkey pox, what's happening? She looks very concerned. Look at that apprehensive oh look on her face. Monkeypox is now a national health emergency. The White House made the declaration to free up resources on, and man. money to try to slow the spread. Now, this virus has been reported in all but two states. We have 80 confirmed cases here in Colorado. <gasps> 80 and whole that is cases? Why there's an increased push to make more vaccines available. Michael Labeda is joining us live from Aurora Reservoir. That's where Tri-County Health is offering a walk-up vaccine clinic. So, Michael, how was the turnout? Well, Aurora, or excuse me, Kelly, it was quite the scene here in Aurora for their Pride Festival. A lot of people out here having fun, but the second most popular area behind Show me the, the people. site Show after me the, the people. beach was this tent from Tri-County Health giving out monkeypox vaccines. Oh. Oop. The beach at the Aurora Reservoir oh, was yeah, that looks Saturday packed. for Aurora's Pride celebration. There are like 20 people in front Sister of the stage. Cascara of the Golden <laughs> Nugget Sisters was here enjoying themselves and performing community outreach. Who's this we dude? spreading joy in our communities and uh -huh. uh, helping... I like the gloves, bro, with the ring on top. That's beautiful. Come get your shot, folks. They weren't the only one. Yeah. The line to get the vaccine was long. 
Right now, there are 80 cases reported in Colorado since May, and more than 7,000 cases nationwide. The U.S. <gasps> 7,000 cases? Count. I wasn't too and no worried deaths? about the monkeypox. I don't have any friends or family that have gotten it, but it's better safe, better safe than sorry. Because of that, That's the right. administration a declared a Better safe than sorry. Needed. I mean, it's not like you could have an adverse reaction from the vaccine that has Cipro, which has fluoride in it, being injected into your body. And causing major, major problems down the road. Cancer problems. Yeah, no, better be safe than sorry. Go ahead and pretend like it's perfectly safe against this thing that's not really a threat. Not even going to kill you. And and roll the dice on something that will. Brilliant, brilliant logic, guys. Bolstering the nationwide response to the outbreak. Governor Pola says it will increase the number of vaccines available in Colorado and expand treatment and testing. Sister Cascara says getting the vaccine today was more of a precaution. Get it controlled now than later when it's way, way worse. Way, way worse. Now, the state has received more than 9,000 vaccines since May, and they've already requested more to keep those case counts in Colorado relatively low. In Aurora, Michael Aveta, covering Colorado first. Shoot them up. Shoot them up, folks. Of course, let's remind you, uh, may we never forget, monkeypox is an autoimmune blistering disease listed on the Pfizer side effect documents that they tried to hide for 75 years until some of the doctors sued them here in North Texas. And among those, I think it was nine pages of adverse events that they were watching for because they thought maybe it's possible that this will show up is an autoimmune blistering disease. Hmm. What does monkeypox look like? A blistering disease. And what have I found? Every time I've gone to look at somebody who's talking about, I've got monkeypox, they're vaccinated. But don't worry. The government, they're here to help. Christina Freeland, truckers and trucking companies are essential to our economy. She's going to save us. That's why our government has been working so hard to keep our trucking industry strong. <laughs> she tweeted out. Yeah. By attacking them, by forcing them to take these shots, by disadvantaging them, by shutting off their banking and towing their trucks, and forcing the police to go in and rough them up <laughs> by lying and slandering them and calling them racist Nazis. Don't forget about her little GBS facial tick that she developed. Remember that thing that went away, but she's vaccine injured. These people got It's coming for them, folks. It's coming. Okay. I want to talk about this right here. And this is a picture of a shanty in LA, California, Los Angeles, California. And it is, man, it is a high rise. It's two stories. And it's like various pieces of plywood stuck together. It's in like, this looks like a vacant, vacant lot. There's a tarp for a roof and, uh, yeah, yeah, there's homeless people living in there. Right. And so I tweeted this out. This 
got me thinking about this homeless issue. And I tweeted out, um, this is why we have a homeless problem. Because the government doesn't allow housing like this. Because of all their building codes, their occupancy codes, all of that has made housing too expensive for too many people. They don't allow densities that we used to have. It used to be you would come to America. You know, I'm also thinking about these immigrants coming in, crossing the border in Mexico, in Texas, getting bussed up to New York or Washington, D.C. and dropped off there with no help. National Guards turned down that request. There's some uh, aid organizations doing things voluntarily, but no government response so far. And, uh, you know, you used to come off the boat. You'd find a, a boarding house where you'd be packed in with a bunch of other people. Be lucky to have one room as a family, bathroom down the hall. But it was cheap and you could go get a job and you could work and you could, you know, get a place and start making and building a life for yourself. Not an easy one, not a safe one, but a life for yourself. And what the government has done in order to keep you safe is decided, well, if you can't afford $1,200 a month for rent, then you uh, are better off being homeless because we can't allow you to live in substandard, unsafe housing. We'd rather you be on the streets with no protection from the elements than in a marginal shelter that might stand a chance of keeping you safe. And that's the decision that they make for so many people. And this is also why government will never, ever, ever solve the homeless problem because it is they are who are creating it in the first place through all of these regulations and requirements that have driven up the cost and outlawed the kind of housing that the homeless need to get back on their feet. They're not going to solve the problem that they created. Every time you give them more money, it just gets worse, folks. And if somebody does try and step in and do something, what happens? Well, this right here, is 100 Nights Shelter. This was in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. It was one of the towns that I lived in, uh, or it was the town that I lived in when I was in New Hampshire for a couple years. And the 100, 100 coldest nights of the year, they opened the shelter for the homeless to come in. It's a sleep center. It uh, closes at like 7 a.m. in the morning and their butts are out on the pavement uh, looking, typically they're, they start looking for a job trying to get back on their feet and um, they can come back at, they can go in and warm. It's a warming center at like, I don't know, 3 PM or something, whatever it is. And they can come in and have coffee and whatnot, but they're not allowed to like lay around and sleep till noon or whatever. They're out the door or first thing in the morning. A lot of them end up shit. This is cold. I'm going to look for a job. And the way this started was the shelters were all full and there were people on the streets. And so one of the local landlords of this building right here decided, hey, I'm not able to rent this thing out. Why don't we house some homeless people in there? So that's what they did. 
And of course the city was right there to come in and say, Oh, the fuck you will. You need to spend, I think it was $30,000. And this was, you know, 15, 20 years ago, no, 15 years ago, I think. So decent money, not like 15,000, $30,000 today, <laughs> hardly buys much. They had to put in a commercial sprinkler system for fire code, right? And then they, they eventually did that. They set up some beds. They, they staff it with volunteers. There they are. There's the bunk beds that you can sleep in. I guess <laughs> the shower curtains are going to stop the airborne virus. Complete and utter nonsense, but whatever. And it's a really good organization. There's lemonade stand. Of course, we did a bake sale for them and the police came and shut it down. <laughs> Threatened to arrest everyone. This is totally done by the community. Something I've supported over the years a few times. A really great organization. But the government does everything it can to make that more expensive, right? And this is why we have a homeless problem. Because a hundred years ago, somebody could have come in, set up some dividers, made some little rooms in this warehouse or whatever, and rented those out for a couple hundred bucks a month in today's money, let's say. And there's one bathroom down the hall. Oh, and if you work the morning shift, you can be on the top floor. If you work a night shift, or if you work a night shift, you're on the top floor. Day shift, you're on the bottom floor. And then here's our rules. Like that's the kind of solution that a marketplace where there's actual choice and not coercion and force and violence. That's, those are the kind of solutions you could have. We could still have the building codes. And if you wanted, you know, what the way housing would look in a voluntary society, you know, talk about anarchy and this and that, not, you know, what do you do? What does it mean? It's not, people throwing bottles through windows and bullshit like that. It doesn't mean no rules. It means no rulers. So what would a voluntary society, how would it fix this problem? Well, first it wouldn't be creating it. It would allow probably some kind of standards body to develop just like we have, like, you know, I've replaced the power supply on the computer and I bought the platinum one, which is 92% efficiency. I paid an extra $50 for that because this computer's on like almost all the time. So it's worth having 92% efficiency versus 86 because it will pay for itself eventually. But you know what? If I'm poor, I might not be able to afford the gold standard, which is the government building codes. I might only be able to afford the bronze, which is, you know, like 50%. And maybe I can't afford to run the computer as much because it wastes so much energy. That's what that efficiency is. It's telling you what percentage is burned off as heat. In my case, it's 8%. In the bronze, I think it's like 40%. Okay? But in order to get to that gold standard, it's more expensive. So we could literally have tiers of standards from platinum down to bronze or whatever. And you could also have no standard. Take your own, you know, it's a risk. You, you check it out for yourself and decide if you want to live there or not. But instead, what the government does is tells you, thou shall not. You are not allowed to take risks. We'd rather watch you be homeless on the street 
then choose to take those risks for yourself. We're going to make that decision for you. That is why government will never, ever solve the homeless problem, folks. You can't solve these problems when you threaten your friends and neighbors with violence and coercion. And that's what you're doing when you let the government take over these regulations, these rules, grant themselves a monopoly and force everyone to do it their way. One size must fit all. Of course, here's another example. This was... Um, now they, they're trying to say uh, they're going to rip the place down or something. <laughs> yeah, we can live in a tent, but we can't stay warm. You're watching OTN, the Obscure Truth Network. So this was my old channel. And this was a homeless enclosure. Since March 14th this year. Um, I um, ended up losing my apartment. Um, I got laid off. And that's me like 20 years ago. So I had a girlfriend at the time that had been actually been homeless. And she suggested, it sounds cliche, but bring them some beer. They'll really like it. They'll be comfortable with you and really grateful and go out and talk to them. And so she's filming and uh, we're talking and this is behind Hannaford's. It's a grocery store chain up in New Hampshire. It was some land. The landowner had no problem with them being there. They said, no, it's fine if they want to stay back there. Listen. Off in November. Okay. And um, I was just kind of walking through here and I saw this one little spot with a little moat like type of thing here uh-huh. in the swamp back there. Just looked like a really nice spot to where nobody could actually come in without Father, yeah. seeing down. You know what I'm saying? That this was just uh, erected like in uh, two months ago. All this is insulated underneath, okay. underneath the tabs. These tabs came from uh, my wife's job where she was working. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's built this little shanty. It's insulated. You can hear a generator running. There's a wood stove with a pipe coming out. The guy used to work construction. At an apartment, lost his job, was out here in the snow, in the winter, in New Hampshire, staying warm. There's the um, generators right there. You got that ready to cover it up there. We can come around the back here. We basically run it at night. But today we run it all day today because we got some other people in there and stuff, so we get the lights on in there. Okay. And somebody donated some more gas. Everything's donated here. All the, yeah, because I worked construction for 32 years. Okay. And um, there's different companies that donated the, the tent, the plywood, strapping, everything. Six people have come and gone. Some say a couple of months, some say a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to say. You can't put it. Yeah. And he's opening his shelter that he's built to other people to come in there and stay and be warm instead of freezing their ass off in a fucking tent. Fires going. There's a couple wood stoves in there. Yeah, two wood stoves. Yep. And our guy Hannaford told us if there's anything out in the back that we need, we can just take anything that's out in the back by the back dock out there. Not on the dock, but. Yeah. I took the bottom off that because it's got the wheels on it. So I got the wood stove. Just kind of put it in there and pull it and slide it and push it. It kind of like slides on. Now, are you just storing stuff in here? Yes, that's our storage and that's our storage now. Um, but we might have to end up living in it. it. depends on what the town wants us to do. The fire marshal, the building inspector, the health inspector, and there was somebody else that come out and just took a look around and the building inspector said, 
He said, this place is built better than, he's looking at a camp up in Maine to buy. And he said, this is built better than his camp in Maine. But this is not a structure. This structure is just, it's nothing. It's all post. There's nothing in the ground. So he was very smart about it. He didn't build a structure because it's just a, it's freestanding on the ground. And he just strapped it to the trees that were there. It's just laid against trees and bungeed, like you can see, everything together. And it's kind of, but now they're trying to say that it's a health hazard because it's gone about, I mean, we went through the winds, 40 mile an hour winds, nothing, it doesn't go anywhere. It's, it's fine. And we definitely keep well, everything clean. Um, it could be windy and that could blow it down and somebody could get hurt. So we're going to need y'all to go ahead and move back into the tent instead of your warm, insulated shack that you've built. The trash bags, yeah. we take the trash bags out front, out by the gate where you came in, uh -huh. and uh, somebody picks them up for us. They do end up getting disposed of in the proper place. You can see the hoop, that's uh, underneath that's like the trash can. Yeah, here. well, oh, that's the can ball. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. What do you guys do here during the day? Get wood, basically, cut wood, chop wood, get wood, stay warm. Yeah, um, play, play chess, play a little cribbage, just kind of do what we do to occupy our time and stuff. And just Why not uh, go to one of the shelters here in town? Uh, I'm almost 50 years old. They're going to tell me to be in at 9 o'clock? I don't think so. All the shelters are totally full through the whole state of New Hampshire. No, there's a lot of people that take food for that don't belong to them or whatever and it's just thieving going on all the time and i gotta be in there at nine o'clock at night you know what i'm saying like i said if i want to go and have a beer with some friends that you know i can't because i have to be in nine o'clock every single night that's that's pretty much and the thieving that's basically pretty much it now why not just go out and uh spend every day trying to find a job in construction I got cirrhosis, so um, I'm getting SSI coming in, hopefully, sometime. They denied me the first time, but then I get an appeal in right now, so I can't really do anything. All we, all we ask for is just leave us alone. We don't bother anybody. We don't, you know what I'm saying? We're self-sufficient. We do what we got to do, you know what I'm saying? Each and every one of us in this room is being paid taxes. Oh, so yeah. Security, you know? Yeah. How is that social security going to be? We paid them. I don't know about all that stuff. I don't know. I don't know anything about none of that myself. You know what I'm saying? I just the city's trying to throw us out. And where do they want you to go? That's what I don't know. You got no place to go. What are they gonna? They're gonna just throw us out in the snow? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's what they did. You know? I mean. <laughs> What am I? What am I gonna? Bad energy. Find a hallway to sleep in a nice warm hallway to sleep in somewhere or something yeah. downtown. Or sleep something? on a grate somewhere with a little what's steam the, coming out. <laughs> Get your underwear cleared. <laughs> I mean, come on. And do you feel like what they're the doing world? anything to help you? It now they also had a little bucket that was their bathroom, and they would go out and dig a hole and and bury that. That's how they were getting rid of some of their waste. Like the fire marshal said we had to pull that 18 inches off the wall and board it up with a one inch spacer between the board. That's where we get the board now, and that's what we're in the process of doing that now. Straighten that pipe out. The building inspector itself said that it's, he didn't say nothing because I used to deal with him a lot. Um, the health inspector had an issue because we have a little toilet here where, where we get a little piece of plywood and a toilet seat 
on it with a bucket underneath it. And I used to take the bucket out, you know what I'm saying, and dig holes out back there and pour it in the holes and cover it up every time we emptied it up. Now they, they're trying to say uh, they're going to rip the place down or something? Condemn it. They're talking about condemning it. Friday they held the, the meeting. And that's exactly what they did. And just push those people out. Because they're the government and they get to decide if they want to make you homeless or not. And if you don't like that, well, tough. They don't really care. Okay. I want to play you this little bit here from the X-Files. I'm afraid to hit the wrong button. Pat O'Malley. Ah, crap. He has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome. Put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Just hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. Or unless DARPA funded it. They say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're it. able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Like yes, a spike protein. I don't know how exactly. Or how it's being triggered. mRNA. I don't know that either. Or why it's happening now. What can we possibly they do? manufacture exactly. the pandemic. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about the science. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. But it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. I don't know if that part's true. I don't think we have evidence of that. Science. Okay. The Spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. Removes the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Not yet. Okay. So how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas9. CRISPR-Cas9. RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly. But in this instance, used as a weapon. The ultimate weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet. To kill everyone but the chosen. By tampering with their DNA. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Our own government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine. A government hiding, hoarding technology for... Mm Mm-hmm. Is this not what's happening, folks? Tad O'Malley has been making claims. Claims about what? Policy, the Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine. A government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years. At the exp- now, that's the breakaway civilization, right? Ever since Roswell, and they recovered those craft and started reverse engineering that technology. And of course, Cliff High noted 
I think it was 54 that they had a breakthrough because he was, he, he went out and captured all of the RFPs from the government, from the military. And he ran them through his word uh, analysis engine. And what he noticed was a distinct change from uh, reverse engineering technologies, certain technologies classified to practical implementation. So like there was a breakthrough and all of a sudden the language changed from help us figure out what this is to help us find a way to use this. And ever since then, they've been using, utilizing this technology for themselves to enrich themselves. And this is, you know, the global, uh, this is not a national thing. This is a, uh, I don't even know what the right word to describe it is, but this international, transnational, there we go, transnational global elite who are gaining the benefits of this technology to live longer, to healthier, to be able to travel to, you know, other planets, who knows what kind of wars they've gone off and started out in, in space. Meanwhile, we are left here on this petroleum paradigm that's poisoning us with preservatives and food that are making us fat and sick while they poison our planet and kill it. To keep us trapped on this debt slave paradigm that they've created where they get to extract all of our wealth while they enjoy the spoils. That's our society in a nutshell, and that's what he's explained right there. Expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent or cruel or efficient, by severe drought, brought on by weather wars and secretly using aerial contaminants and high altitude electromagnetic waves in a state of perpetual war to create problem reaction solution scenarios to distract enrage and enslave american citizens at home with tools like the patriot act and the national defense authorization act which abridge the constitution in the name of national security the militarization of police forces in cities across the u.s the building of prison camps by the federal emergency management agency with the complete and utter corruption of the FBI in turning a blind eye to the Biden crime family instead of doing their job. No stated purpose. The corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes. Yep. And the final takeover begins. Of course, using that data against you is the CBDC and complete and utter control of finances, of at a purchase level per individual, per purchase is the control they're going for. So that, you know, how long before Walmart or whatever store it is are required to send the itemized list of what you're buying as part of the transaction to approve it for the CBDC, for the company credit to be given to you, to be paid out. 
They want to know everything you've bought so that they can database that and warehouse that and mine that. It will never stop. These people cannot be satiated. They will never have enough control over you. And it's got to stop, folks. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. What will seem like an attack on America. Or perhaps a nuke in the ocean to trigger a tidal wave to come into New York while they blow up the White House? Hmm, who knows? We'll find out. America by terrorists or Russia. An invasion of the U.S. The Russians tried it in 47. They always tell us what they're going to do, folks. This is in Bangladesh. Fuel prices increased by 52%. Well, these people are furious and taking to the streets because their lives are being destroyed. This is in, I believe this was Argentina. This is the finance minister. I know a little bit of Spanish. Um, They're calling him the puta, which I think means exalted one, wise in financial ways, something like that. I mean, probably. I might be wrong about that, though. And here they are, like, standing in front of the car. Everybody's banging on the windows. Of course, without tires, those cars can't go very far, people think. (laughs) and he's got security trying to clear people back from the van running alongside of it just trying to get them into the gates of the government these people will not be able to walk down the street without security many of them are going to be beaten to death savagely burned alive in their houses tortured, who knows what. Not just for the economic trouble that they've caused, but for the mass murder that they've perpetrated on their people. It's. I'm not saying oh, that needs to happen or you should go do that. In fact, stay out of the way because the people doing it are the ones with the brain damage that are ultra aggressive, not going to be able to control them. They're going to be furious beyond reason. And they are going to take revenge on these people. It's just as simple as that. Here's the airport. I believe this was uh, Ontario. And you can see it's just a sea of people trying to get through security. Line's not moving at all. The lady that lost her kid in there. 
but everything's fine. Trudeau, you know, he was off on vacation in uh, the Caribbean, I think. Flew on his private jet. No mask when he gets off. Nobody in his party was wearing a mask. That's just theater for when he's back home. Dictator Trudeau, you know. I'm Nathalie Van Roy with CTV News Ottawa. An unprecedented shortage of nurses has led to the temporary partial close of Montfort Hospital's emergency department this weekend oh, in no. Ottawa's East End. The hospital will be closed. Whatever could it be? I mean, is it possible that uh, these vaccine mandates were a terrible idea and you should rehire those people? unprecedented shortage of nurses has led to the temporary partial close of Montfort Hospital's emergency department this weekend in Ottawa's East End. The hospital will be closing the emergency department between the hours of 7.30 p.m. and 7.30 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. We'll have more online. CTVNewsOttawa.ca So, in other words, those of you that live are serviced by this hospital that have a medical emergency, you will be transported to a hospital further away where some of you are just going to die en route. And by the way, that other hospital that's on diversion, they're going to be very, very busy and may not be able to get to you. And some of you will die, but hey, at least it's free, right? Of course, if the ambulance comes and gets you, they might have a heart attack. This is in the UK, NHS. There was a, a, I think it was a 40-year-old resuscitating a 30-year-old or something like that. Paramedic goes has a stroke in the middle of it. Remember last week when we showed you the ambulance that drove through the caravan or the, uh, the RV as we call it here and then ran into two cars because the driver was stroking out? Yeah, all that's normal, folks. This happens all the time all the time. Of course, what else is happening as a result of all of these lockdowns, destruction of the economy, the die-off of the vaccinated? Well, mm, turns out there's not as many buyers and there's more inventory because, well, dead people don't need houses, do they? Greater Toronto real estate prices fall another $47,000 in 2022, gains are gone. The bubble has popped, folks. The housing market is crashing. And it's just going to get worse and worse from here. Real estate housing will be very, very cheap in the coming years. And this is their plan, right? They're going to come back out with all their gold and resources, buy all this up, further centralized power, and then do it again. Go woke, go broke. You probably didn't hear about this one. Amazon slashes workforce with most job cuts in company history. Liberal retail ju juggernaut Amazon, who, by the way, banned this show on their platform on Twitch. Liberal uh, cut their slashed its workforce by 6% in the second quarter, despite experiencing higher sales for the three-month period ending June 30th. Now, you listen to the show, you know why that is. Same thing happened to Target. What's going on? Inflation. People are buying more of just the bare necessities. Sales are up because everything's more expensive. But guess what? 
They're not buying those home decorative items anymore. They're not buying the TVs as much anymore. They're not buying the clothes as much anymore. They're buying the basic food necessities that they need, which is creating major problems for some of these retailers. And the same is true for Amazon. The loss of 100,000 employees marks Amazon's biggest quarterly job cut in its 28-year history. Barron's reported on Friday the workforce uh, cut some despite the fact that second quarter sales climbed 7% from the same period a year ago, according to Amazon's earnings statement. Of course, I've canceled my Prime because they're um, censoring the show. Not that they fucking care, but I'm not going to support them. I, I rarely shop there. And this one I kind of loved. Uh, hold on, though. Let me go. We'll come back to that. <laughs> I want to show you this real quick. Let me blow that up a little bit. Um, this is Clandestine's newsletter. Now, I don't agree with his conclusion here or some of his claims in this, but I think it's significant that this is happening. Russian military declares Ukraine origins of COVID-19. I don't think they did that. DNC globalists created covid Okay, yeah, sort of. Um, so Russia has come out and said a new briefing from the chief of radiation, chemical, and biological defense forces, General Igor Kilroff, on military biological activities in the United States territory. They've been studying uh, biological samples from surrendered Ukrainian soldiers, and what they have been finding is beyond disturbing. Approximately 20% of them carrying West Nile virus uh West Nile pathogens, which were being studied, quote, by the Pentagon as part of the Ukrainian UP4 and UP8 projects. So it looks like biological experimentation on their troops, suggesting that Ukrainian soldiers are being subject to involuntary biological experimentation and exposure to biological weapons. Think Nuremberg. These are war crimes. In addition to, but they're not. I mean, nobody's signed and agreed that they would have to do those hearings again. That was just a little memo thing that they came out with at the end according to the fact checkers in addition to carrying pathogens nearly all of the surrendered ukrainian soldiers carried trace uh, of a wide variety of narcotics and opioids including meth and codeine russia were sure to remind us that the nazis usage of methamphetamines in world war ii there's a video old reel of hitler doing this in his seat because he's tweaking out on meth watching a game at a, in a stadium and he just cannot sit still. Uh, Russia, uh, let's see, when the left-wing media tried to spin this reality as some sort of X-Men mutant conspiracy theory, no, they are just Nazis and historically Nazis use drugs, particularly as an advantage in war. And so they come in here and like they're pointing out some things um, but it's in this slide somewhere. I believe it's down here. We do not claim that the laboratory manipulations were linked to the emergence of SARS-CoV-2, although clearly they should have been. Uh, so they're saying it's not conclusive, but clearly there's something that needs to be investigated further here. I don't think that's saying U.S. created it, even though we, it, it's all highly, highly likely that that's exactly what they did. Okay. And so we'll leave that one there. 
I found this really interesting. Uh, this is a thread from Donnie Darkened on Twitter. And he's pointing out the Space Force hat. This is from Trump. And you've got the shuttle there. It's this triangle with these two red sort of rocket flares curving out strangely and a little star behind it. And he's pointing out, look, upside down, it's Beelzebub. And of course, this hat, he points out that it was being sold before Space Force was even created. Why did they do that? This was Trump's team, right? Here's the acting White House Chief of Staff, uh, Mick Mulvaney, spotted under the wing of Air Force One in Florida, following a surprise trip with real Donald Trump, and he's wearing that very hat. Keep in mind that the Donald Trump, and you know, this person thinks that he's the, the beast, created uh, the Space Force to prepare the invasion of Christ and his army at the second coming, who they will likely say is an alien threat. Space Delta 18 would open on 624, 666, if you add those each of those date uh, groups up. Tomorrow, the Space Force, uh, or sorry, it's also the day when the moon will join the rare five planetary alignments that started on June 5th, the day Trump turned exactly 666,000 hours old. I don't know if that's true. A lot of times that kind of stuff, not exactly true. Whatever. But there is all of this kind of crazy Egyptian mythology stuff tied in to these programs. Why? What are they trying to do? Here's a thread and other interesting symbols that played on the emblems for Space Force. This one, if you see the next right here, this first, this head right here goes down and makes a six. The head, this one, the one opposite of it comes in from the side and makes a six. And then the middle one on the other side there comes in, makes a six, 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 six. What else do you have? Three heads on this side, three heads on the other side, 33. How many claws? Three and three, 33. They love putting this kind of symbolism right in your face. What are they doing with Space Force? The entire point of the Space Force is for the beast, Donald Trump, to wage war against Christ and his armies at the second coming. These Space Force emblems show warriors preparing for battle with the words, our time has come. And you've got the horsemen and so forth. We can see the symbol of an assault through the gateway and into the heavens displayed on Trump's family crest. That's the little square thing with a hand going through it with holding a spear or an arrow. Of course, Christ will utterly annihilate the beast and his armies and cast him and the false prophet into the lake of fire. But be warned, all those who follow the beast will also meet their fate in the lake. Do not allow yourself to be deceived. Trump recommended, go get the shot. If you want, I'm not going to mandate it, but you should go get it. I'm getting it. My whole family's getting it. Another interesting thing to note is that Donald Trump's West Palm Beach estate, Mar-a-Lago, literally translates to sea to lake. Interestingly enough, the beast rises out of the sea and ends up at the lake of fire. This is a Time uh, cover magazine of Trump rising from the sea, and you can see there's a big wave coronavirus and the White House off in the distance. Anyway, I don't know what to think of this, but it's there's something to it. Is it exactly that? Who knows? 
Trump may not be the hero everybody would like to believe that he is. And I'd like you guys to at least consider that. And at the same time, know that these politicians, they're not going to solve our problems. They can't. They're the ones creating them. Their monopoly on violence forces a one-size-must-fit-all solution, and things like homelessness are an unintended consequence. They are preventing poor people from having housing in the name of protecting poor people by forcing them out on the streets where they have little to no protection, not just from the weather, but from other dangerous individuals that may want to come and beat them up or rape them or rob them or who knows what. Government is not the answer. I'm sorry, guys. Hate to break that to y'all. Okay. I love this video. (laughs) So what happened here? ATF agent shows up at this house. The guy doesn't open the door, which you shouldn't. Talks to him through the door. Apparently, he's on a list that he's got a shotgun that he's not allowed to have. The ATF agent is there showing up to demand that he... Uh, show him the shotgun so that he can take it and probably arrest the guy and take him to jail, right? Or who don't give him a, a citation or whatever and a court date. So the guy doesn't open the door. Instead, calls nine one one. Says, "Hey, there's a man claiming out here, out here claiming to be a cop. Uh, he doesn't have a search warrant, and he's saying he wants to see my guns. And he apparently gave the badge number that the ATF agent was trying to give to the dispatcher, but." I don't know what happened because that message didn't get through. I'm a federal agent. 917 I'm a federal agent. Get on the ground. I'm a federal He's, agent. This cop's Why pulled his gun, pointing it at him. Here. Don't move forward. Okay. forward. He didn't ask for it. He didn't ask for it. Get on the ground. We'll figure it out. On that Not getting on the ground. Well, Not getting at. on the ground. Stay where I'm at. Fine. Why do you got to make this harder than it is? Because I'm, I'm, I have no, I have no sir, problem making this. I am a member of the privileged class. How dare you tell me, law enforcement, to get on the ground. Treat me like one of the commoners, you motherfucker. I will not do it. That's what's going on here. That's what we're watching. Okay? This is about power and privilege. You're the overreacting. I'm not overreacting. We got a call that someone's impersonating a police officer out here and doesn't have ID. No kidding, because she doesn't want to open (laughs) it. Okay, get on the ground so I can find out who you are. It ain't happening. Okay, fine. (laughs) Fine. Do you find I think I'm a police officer or something? What the heck's the matter with you? Who do you think you are? Get on the ground. I'm not getting out of here. I'm not getting out of here. I got my ID. Do not reach for your waist. Keep your hands up. Why would I have an Olay Get your hands up! He's about to get shot. Get on the ground! Face down! Now! Face down! Second cop you showing up. You are the one up. making the mistake! Face down! Now! Now he's on the ground. All the way. All the way. You got my IDs right here. Left pocket. Left pocket. And we're going to put your arm on your back. Wait a sec. Do not resist. <laughs> I'm not resisting. You're acting like a no, moron. you're acting like a moron resisting arrest we're not just going to look in your pocket we're going to cuff you first second wait a second 
Don't don't do this. Wait a second. I got a medical condition. Oh, yeah, now he's got a medical condition. Pocket. We're getting you secured for it. Please, please wait. Don't go. Hold on, hold on. I'm hyperventilating. Now he's hyperventilating. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. And look, he's please, holding his hand trying to fight resist, the cuffs going on. I got one cuff on. Get your Just hold me up. Yeah. Sir. Stop resisting now. Please help me. Sir, please. Yo, get your taser out. My taser. Get your taser out, Joe. No, don't do that, please. Don't make me tase you. (laughs) And now he's getting tased. Here it comes. Look at this. Let me breathe. Let me breathe. You can breathe. Fine. I love it when they eat one of their own. This is how they treat you. Of course, this cop, this ATF agent, he's suing the cops because he was greatly mistreated. It's exactly what they would do to one of you commoners, but he's part of the protected privilege class. This is how they think. This is who they are. This is what they think of you. A second class citizen, a commoner that they get to command at will. And if you don't comply, they can electroshock torture you or put a bullet in your head if they want. That's what government power rests upon. Make no mistake. When you ask the government to do something, this is what backs it up. Make no mistake. You are threatening this against your friends, your neighbor, your family members, if they choose not to go along every time you ask the government to do something. Because one size must fit all. And it just doesn't. We need the marketplace to allow choices. We need to allow people to take risks in their own lives. And the only way to fix that is to take this power from the government and give it back to the people. But they will never let that happen. Never, ever. They would rather gaslight you into an early grave than admit that they were wrong. They would rather crash the entire economy, starve people, millions of people, billions of people perhaps to death, then give up that power and control. They will never stop. And now what are they pushing? Well, Swedish scientists advocates eating humans to combat climate change. And they're also got the celebrities out, the Hollywood starlets, promoting eating bugs which have a certain chemical, cancer-promoting chemical in it. That's going to be great. But now they're floating around, several of them are floating around the idea that, well, you know, for climate change, we might have to resort to cannibalism. Like, what in the fuck is going on here? This is not normal. What these people are doing is not normal. And if you can't see that, I don't know what to tell you, folks. But there is some good news. I found out 
from this Zero Hedge art- article, if we look at um, Taylor Swift, I think it is, just on her private jet alone, that usage has been equivalent to what 1,184 ordinary people would emit in one year. So really, if we eat Taylor Swift, we can save 1,184 people. So I think the answer here is clearly we just need to start eating the rich, saving thousands of people. I mean, Bezos, Elon, uh Bernie Sanders, all we just need the Biden crime family, the Clintons, we just need to eat them all because they have such a huge carbon footprint. We will save thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people by eliminating the 1%. Speaking of financial prisons that they're building, so this was the funds from uh, you guys for last month. Uh, $534 that came in from, oh, I think it was from Substack from, uh, I know rumble as well, which that was some of y'all's tips and so forth that they, they both interface on the back end with Stripe, the very same Stripe who, uh, refused to deposit the $750 that you guys donated into an account and instead refunded it minus transaction fees, I guess two sets of them. And now guess what? They're doing the same thing. Dear Sam or hi, Sam. Thanks for your follow-up. Unfortunately, after conducting a further review of your account, we've determined that we still won't be able to accept payments for lifeboats moving forward. Stripe can only support businesses with low risk of customer disputes. After reviewing your account, it does not seem like your business presents a higher level of risk than we can currently a higher level of risk than we can currently support. Have there been any complaints? Well, yeah, against Stripe. Now I have reached out to the Twitter team and they're like, I pointed out to them, look, Starlink They're They're like, well, there's no donation page on your website. Why don't you have that? And I'm like, well, uh, because that's not where I asked for donations yet. I'm working on that. I'll get it. I, I don't think you guys understand how much stuff I have to do to put all this together. Um, but I pointed them to the old, they're like, you're not asking for donations. Where's this money coming from? We need to know. I'm like, well, here's the old post for Starlink. The first time y'all sent back, refused and sent back the $700. It clearly says right there, donations on it. And I sent them a, the, the link to the tweet. And so then they had me take and put that into the name field on their website or something. I guess that helps or whatever. And even though they sent me this letter, they're like, well, we're, we still have a different team working on it. So don't worry about that for now. But of course, they're probably going to deny it. And because this is Substack, this is uh, Rumble, I'm not ever going to be able to get payments for those things. So they have literally stripped away the ability to use those websites or those companies have chose to go with somebody who's going to censor because they don't like my content because I ripped the uh, Federal Reserve a new one with that 34-page retort of their plans for $600 KYC AML because I'm exposing their system and they don't like it. 
This is discrimination and censorship, and they are building a financial prison, and I'm one of the canaries in the coal mine along with thousands of others, hundreds of others. Wake up, people. They're not going to stop until a lot of y'all are dead. And if we don't stand up, we don't stand a chance. It's as simple as that. All right. Believe that is it, boys and girls. Um, I'll open it up to questions here for just a little bit. If you have something, if you want to jump in on spaces, request the mic right now. And I can bring you on. And let me rearrange some things here. And we'll check out the chat. I know there are a few questions that buzzed by. Uh, I probably lost them. So if you have a question, use asterisk. DLive, uh, I guess I could bring up Rumble as well here. Give me just a sec. Um, and I'm just going to scroll through here briefly. Okay, so if you're on Rumble, you can do that. Oh, of course, by the way, also with Rumble, <laughs> um, they can't accept the, the payment, the $10 payment for hosting, for being able to live stream keeps getting rejected by the bank. So I can't pay them to stream. Luckily, they haven't cut it off yet. And I have a prepaid Visa card that I went and got. We'll see if that's censored as well. But not only can they not pay me, but I can't pay them. Do you think maybe this is connected? Oh, boy. They're building a prison, folks. It's as simple as that. Okay. Oh, we got a request here for spaces. Hold on. I'll bring you on red. I'm trying. There we go. All right. Red, what's on your mind, sir? Uh-oh. Can you not hear me? Hold on, hold on. I, I can kind of hear you. Oh, you know what? I bet Bluetooth is off. Dan. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I can hear you, but um, I don't think the audience can hear you. So let me fix that real quick. It should be active. Uh, if someone in chat can hear, would you guys let me know through the messaging? I don't know why you're not coming through the through the speakers, though. Hold on. Bear with me, Red. Just one sec. Uh, um. Yeah, it should be connecting up to the roadcaster, to the mixer. No, not a new device. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's active, but it's not. Uh, let me hit the button over here. I can hear you, but yeah, you're coming in. You're coming off the speaker on the um, 
on the. Uh, okay. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I'll just relay it. Um, yeah, I'll be super quick. Um, look, a lot of people in here are uh, obviously fans of yours. As you know, I've been around listening to your stuff for a while. Um, the, the direction that you could potentially take, in my opinion, um, could be more uh, prepping-orientated uh, because you do have such wonderful insights into how to, you know, for the, for the common man, how to prepare your home in times of dire need. And then you could insert your, uh, your very insightful uh, viewpoints on perhaps aliens and other uh, such viruses. As far as like just go uh-huh. in, drive, dive into those topics? Well, yeah, like a, a simple thing, uh, you know, how to make a homemade battery out of a couple of magnets. Um, you know, some copper pieces, a zinc piece, and a little bit of paper and an LED light. I've seen a video on how to make these little um, home batteries. Yeah. And if I could power, you know, some lights at home and do something similar to that uh, and have some insight as well about, um, you know, crypto or, uh, you know, the global macro events that are happening and stuff, you could almost get away with that on YouTube and monetize it. I don't know about monetize it. They'll censor me as well. Most likely, but, um, I have, I have thought about something along those lines. Um, and I'm just holding you up to the thing here, but, uh, like one of the things that I started a while ago is, uh, I bought some UPS computer battery backups from, you know, the, the charity shop for 10, $20. And I'm going to get a, like a wheelchair battery to give it a much longer, um, runtime than the, you know, 10, 15 minutes that you get from the one internal battery. And so I I was going to teach people like how to do that and talk about how you might use this and why it could come in handy because, you know, we're going into this period of constrained resources where uh, things may not be regularly available. And one of those things is electricity. It may not be reliable. We may not have it. You know, we might have a bunch of brownouts because of supply chain issues and, the die off and everything else. So, um, you know, being able to store, uh, the excess when there's power available, you plug them in, you charge them up. And then when it's not, you unplug them and you turn them off. And when you need to charge your phones, you plug them in, or when you need to run, you know, small electronics or whatever, you plug them in. That's brilliant. That's exactly, uh, you know, what's happening over here in Australia on the East coast. There's a lot of floods now. Um, I'm sort of directly in that flood-impacted zone okay. where power was cut off and there were um, bare necessities that we just didn't have access to. And, you know, something as simple as that um, would be just so beneficial to so many people, um, that sort of knowledge. And coming from a marketing background, like I've worked in TV and, and media, print media, uh, for a few years as well. Uh-huh. Uh, look, I love your shows and they go for hours, but... Um, you had like short videos that went for like 10 15 minutes and it was like hey here's how to like make a battery that you can charge up when the power comes on when the power goes off you've got your phone and your laptop or whatever you need to um get through the digital you know dark time like that that can be um that can be monetized in a way and also distributed to so many different people uh, that really really want to know those sorts of things in in a prepping sort of manner yeah yeah I think I, I think I will do that. And there's also a couple listeners that I got set up last week. They're actually locals in Dallas here. Um, 
they've got access to rumble. So after the show, they, I, I upload a high quality, my recording that doesn't have the streaming issues that have been intermittent tonight. Um, and they are make, doing exactly that. They're making like a, last week they made a little two minute video and one that was, I think five minutes on, you know, just topics. I let them pick whatever. Um, the problem is like I, I, if I do those kind of clips, it, it's two days of the week. The show takes four and then, you know, I don't have any free days to like, it's just, I've got so much crap to do right now. I'm dealing with, um, pro presenter died because I, when I replaced the power supply, now it won't launch. There's something different in the configuration that I have to go track down. So like I'm everything, but that, you know, there are people that are helping and it's, I'm working towards that, but I can only do so much at a time. Next week, I'm going yeah. with my brother for uh, to go shoot a house, so I'm going to lose a day there. But uh, you know that'll make some money, so got to do it, kind of thing. I'm sure. I'm sure there's many people listening that um, when Moon, we would love to help. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then of course, I, and that's why I'm also I don't I, I can cash out crypto and keep subsidizing, but like I don't want to end up. Oh, I've got 10,000 XRP to cash out after five years of waiting. That's right, mate. I got you back. So, anyway, that, yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at and why I'm like, I just, I just can't keep doing this. And I'm trying to sort these issues out, I'm going to give put up this week. My goal will be to get a gab pay, which is direct to my bank account. They've been dealing with this kind of censorship as well. This is gab.com, the social site, uh, to where you guys can do stuff. I don't know about subscriptions though, because they all seem to use Square, uh, Stripe, which has pretty much blackballed me for whatever reason. Um, and then there's also some crypto options that some people have offered to help with the website and so forth. I just I have to manage it, and I only have so much time. So I'm working towards it. Uh, there's also, uh, you know, that old video. I don't know how long you used to, how long you've been listening, but I did one about securing your crypto and how to use the metal plates to do a, a seed backup that will survive fire and whatever else and how to coat them in paint and how to properly, you know, like do a test transaction, verify the transaction, uh, do a reset on your ledger and then restore from the seed word list and all of that sort of basic stuff that, you know, people need to know to do their own banking because, uh, crypto is coming like a freight train when this dollar dies and collapses. And that's something I think people need to prepare for as well. So I've got those ideas. I'm working on them. It's, I do what I can, you know. And how long is a piece of string? How long what? How long is a piece of string? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, we don't know. How long is this going to go on for? Yeah. When does the US dollar die? When? <laughs> I, I, you know, I think it's coming sooner. I, I think we're going to see significant inflation this year. Like the, the gas prices going down, buy it up and store it, right? I think we're going to be $8, $10 gas again, easily. And that will be like the new average. And it won't go back down from there. Oh, I agree so it, we've, it's we've, uh, I've, I've already stored a lot of uh, diesel uh, over here mm -hmm. and um, we, we get you know sort of 30 40 cent price fluctuations in the cycle uh which is quite astounding 
and we've gone from an average, which I know in Australian dollars uh, is a bit different to US dollars, but we've gone from you know sort of a dollar fifty a litre uh, for diesel to um, two dollars fifty in a matter of just three or four weeks. Wow! And um, it, it's a lot of people are feeling the pinch, and then you throw mm-hmm. in some uh, some random weather events uh, that cut people off, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. cut trucks off from uh, being able to deliver fuel, and all of a sudden everyone's scrambling around running to try and fill fill their cars up and stuff. But right. It's, um, yeah, it, it's it's coming. Uh, I just don't know how long it's going to last. You know. Yeah, I, and I, and I think what we're going to go into is this period where things just aren't reliably available. Well, you'll get a shipment; it'll last as long as it lasts, and then it's gone until the next one comes through. And who knows when that's going to be? Because everything's breaking down, and we're going to have to reorganize society. It's a time of tremendous opportunity, but it's going to be a lot of work, and. Uh, yeah, we just are going to have to push through and figure it out. And I hope that we do that without creating these monopolies, governments that created these problems in the first place. And I hope that's kind of what I tried to explain with the homeless segment is that they're not going to fix homelessness because they're, they're actively creating it through their policies. And uh, they no, no more want to give up the power to regulate and control housing standards and building standards and occupancy standards and fire standards than that cop wanted to give up his authority and get down on the ground and, and allow himself to be handcuffed. It's coming like a freight train, like you said. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let someone else jump in, but um, I'm sure I speak for everyone. Uh, you know, you'll you will be missed if you exit this space and uh, if there is a way that we can support you and uh, do what we can look as a, as a single one single father to another single father um, you know I know that uh, resources are limited at times and um, you know we want to do what we can because the information that you give us is so valuable uh, not only just for us because most of the people that are listening today uh, are people that are obviously already awake yeah but, they get it you know, I take for me personally, I take little clips of what you've said and I try and post them out on my social media and send them to my friends and family and just go, look, here's two minutes of this guy talking about, you know. Perfect. Uh, oh, actually, you brought up Splendor in the Grass. You brought up in Australia, you know, mm-hmm. the guy with um, Meningococcal that died. Meningococcal, uh, that's it. in the show. <laughs> I couldn't remember this. Yeah, so that's, um, that was 20 minutes down the road from where I live. Right. And um, in the media around our place, you know, there's, oh, oh Meningococcal, Meningococcal, it's the new latest disease. And, you know, we know what's going on. And, and the Northern Rivers, where that event took place, is actually one of the most uh, least vaccinated areas. Um, you know, it's it's more of the, let's call it a hippie vibe. Yeah. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of people in that area um, are not vaccinated. So when they had that event, um, leading up to that event, there was a lot of um, geoengineering and chemtrails that were above the, uh, the event and the surrounding area. Uh. Then all of a sudden they randomly got this crazy weather event that just flooded out the event and then lo and behold you know there's a, a meningeal cockle outbreak and <laughs> so of course they made the it's point all, it's all to dubious they made the uh, point to say oh it was the it was an unvaccinated individual who got it see it's just like oh come on yeah they just beat us to death with this nonsense and people keep falling for it and uh yeah i think eventually it's going to get so bad that they, they it's only it's only going to be that twenty percent that's like are the true believers that are still holding on to those lies, and everybody else sees it 
and we're just it's going to get crazy for a little bit in my opinion so well we we appreciate appreciate the work that you do sam and uh and we try and spread the love as much as we can so i appreciate you you guys there is another platform you end up on uh, let us know obviously and you know we'll we'll all do our best to uh, keep keep you on the microphone okay i appreciate it have a great night red thank you all right uh i i I'm not going to do more spaces chat. Just, I don't know what's going on with the mixer. Why all of a sudden Bluetooth broke. That hasn't happened before, but uh, I probably now need to test it, I guess. Apologize for that, folks. Um, we'll go ahead. Let me see if you can get our get our money refunded. We can send you Monero or other crypto. Yeah, so I'll get some crypto options set up. Um, that would be great. And I'll, I'll try and, I don't know, maybe like a cash app link or something like that. I know I have that on my phone. That might work as well. We'll figure it out. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to really, I want to focus on Stripe. I've been back and forth with them emailing stuff. They're like, uh, there's no donation page. So I answered that. And then they send me an email, verify that you sent this email. I did. And then the social media people bring that up on Twitter and in the DMS and I'm back and forth with them. And, it's um it's frustrating to deal with it is what it is um i don't know what to tell you so i'm trying i'm trying to make it all work and figure it out at the same time the whole world's falling apart and it's getting harder and harder for you guys to support things because you're having less and less disposable income because of the inflation and the economy crashing and everything else and the jobs are coming next right like that's Jobs are a lagging indicator, and that's what Biden's touting as well. Economy's fine. Look at the jobs numbers. Unemployment is at a historic low and yada, yada. Well, the layoffs have started. The free government money that they handed out to boost those job numbers, that's running dry, and now they're having to lay people off as inflation's hitting. The Fed keeps raising interest rates, tightening up the ratchet, going into a depression because that's what this is going to be. And um, yeah, they're just, they can't admit that they're wrong and they will take us all down with them before they would ever, ever consider doing that. And that is why government is not the answer. Voluntary, peaceful interactions in a voluntary society, in my opinion, is the ultimate answer. And that's all, folks. Thanks, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed it. We'll catch you all next broadcast. Good night, everyone. Can't see what's happening by now, then you're blind. They said it was to save lives. Yeah, that was a lie. The writing's on the wall, man. Can't you see the signs? Now they're coming for the children. They just crossed the line. They said just give it time. Only three weeks and it will all be fine. They want you tuned in to that TV every night so that they can implant fear deeply in your mind. Now in order to defeat them, yo, we need to unite. The Ministry of Truth has taken over. There's a reason that they chose Corona. Yeah, Corona means crown. Work it out, man, it's all symbolism from the beginning. They told you a virus to the mind. Infecting your thoughts, but enough is enough Now we're saying no more We see the Trojan horse at the door This is war, we can't ignore the call Big brother's gonna fall Yeah, we gotta light the torch for humanity Cause 1984 wasn't fantasy George Orwell was warning what the plan would be Now you can see it all in their strategy 
Yeah, they wanna call us conspiracy theorists But right now we're the ones that are seeing the clearest This is social engineering How many alarm bells have to ring before people start to hear them? Serious Ah, can't you see this is deliberate? They hand out sanitizers and masks but not vitamins McDonald's stayed open, same time the gyms didn't The only pandemic is cognitive dissonance Yeah, this is totalitarian People are waking up so they need to keep scaring them Declaring new waves and new variants They got tricks up their sleeves So we gotta be prepared for them They choose what the facts are With their propaganda We know what their plans are So they won't get that far, nah You don't have to be Pythagoras To see that this ain't adding up How much until you've had enough Ah, right now it's the last straw Yeah, they're slowly bringing in their passports It's been leading to this from the start Time to look into your heart now And choose what you stand for It's the dehumanization of the nation Erasing the basic foundations of human relations The emergence of apartheid Creating segregation That's the road that they're paving Cause if you're not jabbed Then it's you that they're blaming It's you that is dangerous Mass manipulation Coercing you to get penetrated What's the difference between that and a rapist? I think their plot's got some holes They want you to follow rules but they don't It's a joke, now it's coming to the end of the road It's a fight for our souls How much of your life have they already stole? And how much more will they try to? How much will you turn a blind eye to? Roll up your sleeve and get a free donut to eat Can't you see they're trying to bribe you? What's really in that concoction? How many adverse reactions till we stop this? How many must die for power, lies and profits? I refuse to just stand by watching, no that is not an option What if that was your kid? Maybe then you would start talking Maybe then you'd see the point The children need a voice We need to fight for their future before it's destroyed